With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in the DNBR Buffs post game. Uh, I'm Henry Chisholm. I'm joined by Ryan Kongsberg. What's up, Ryan? Please uh, acknowledge the other person in the room. Oh, don't worry. That's coming. Uh, we had a couple of false starts that you guys don't get to see. Oh, we're not talking about Allie. You're joined by Ryan Konigsberg and, and a the glass Winsky. of Winsky. Okay, I thought you were talking about Allie as the other person in the room. But I sure, yeah, no. Introducing you to the Winsky. There's Ryan drinking. Uh, that's the first sip. Wow. Yeah. He's wow, had a long 20 minutes. I've been waiting. I wanted everyone to see my first sip Ugh. on the stream. And so I've just been sitting here staring at it, just ready to put it inside of my body and a couple of times you've grabbed it and just said oh and then set it back i know down. well it's just like you put a glass of whiskey right here like i'm well, whoa, whoa, whoa. winsky yeah right correct winsky here i'm just gonna want to grab it so anyways uh cheers to four no uh all right cheers to four no oh there's a let's see ben must ben it's must, really long far yeah yeah uh henry can't read ben must intern until we lose he's good luck yeah that's actually wow. been established um he he just can't he can't be uh, a full-time employee until the Buffs lose. I like it. I like it. Uh, ben, by the way, will be sitting in this empty chair that you can't see in just a couple of minutes. Uh, he's listening in to the post-game media conference and is going to report back. So you guys will get to see Ben. I'm not so sure that we get to give him credit. Um, but uh, let's jump in. Biggest takeaways from this game. Uh, Ryan, what you got? Uh, Jarek Broussard, just okay. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is he okay? <laughs> that's, that's good. Kind of you you think they're going to be all right without Alex Font? No? I think, yeah, I think, I, I okay. think this team can maybe withstand that loss at this point. Uh, I'll give it another week. He did get some nice support with Ashad Clayton. Maybe the duo can handle it. This kid, man. I, I honestly can't even put into words like what we're witnessing. Um, I tweeted it out and I'm sure other people have as well. Notably Brian Howell who never misses the stat shout he, out. Yeah. Um, like he's on a better start than Rashawn Salam when he ran for 2000 yards and won the Heisman trophy. 
I like I I don't even know what to say. and like someone tweeted at me and they're like oh yeah well the, there's a difference in competition level I'm like I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not saying that Jarek Broussard is better than Rashawn Salam. So if I was, then you could bring yeah. a level of competition. I'm saying he's off to a better start than when Rashawn Salam ran for 2,000 yards and won the Heisman Trophy. He's played four games. He's over 700 rushing yards. He's on pace for like 2,100 rushing yards in a regular yeah. season. Yeah. No, he has been unstoppable. And it, it honestly doesn't make sense. Like, when you're watching him, because it just feels like every, like, four, five, six times he gets the ball, there's just a massive part in the entire defense, and he just runs right through it. Uh, obviously, I have to give credit to this offensive line, uh, especially today when they're missing, I think, two pieces coming in. They lose two more pieces during the game. A third, Casey Roddick, that was late. Yeah, They were down four or five linemen, um, and, and things went well. Things went really well for them. That is such a deep group. And uh, I feel like with all the Jarek Broussard love, which should not stop, you got to give a shout-out to the offensive line as well. You do. Uh, those guys have been awesome. Doesn't matter what circumstances they've been over. They've been shuffling. Mm -hmm. Guys playing positions they've never played before all season. I mean, it's been awesome. Um, and it's just crazy to me as I finish off my biggest takeaway here, which is that Jarek Broussard is a god. Um like you have a you can make a complaint about Jarek Broussard tonight as he rushed for 301 yards <laughs> which is just that like don't get caught stop Isn't getting it caught crazy? but, but uh, it's just so I, I don't know because that really is a, a valid complaint like we have finally found the flaw in Jarek Broussard's game and it's that guess what sometimes once you get 60 yards downfield one of the DBs can catch him yeah, his what? tank is a little small. Yeah, and, and we do have a big enough sample size because he has enough of those long runs that he breaks to know that, yeah, he does typically get run down. I've been uh, saying at, at some point he's got to shed the knee brace. Mm. I think that's what's holding him back. Okay, yeah. there's another gear. Yeah. Huh. That's, you know, the governor, if you will, you know, uh, before stopping we... him from reaching full speed. Oh, yes. Let it, let's watch yeah. Jack Broussard. I can yep. never see enough Jarek Broussard running through people and by people and around people. And here we go. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay. Oh, Ali's ears almost died. That'd be too bad. That would be crazy. All right. Here we go. There we go. Backed up. Mm. Need one. Breaks a tackle. I thought I thought this one he was gone. I mean, yeah, I I had seen the tweet. We were on a bit of a lag, but when you watch it, it sure does seem like he's that was gone. The first one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. yep. He went from like an average game to over a hundred yards. Yeah. Right, right with that play, and I was like, oh. So the funny thing is, before the game or right as the game started, <laughs> I think I I don't remember what Ben said. Uh, just for the sake of the story, I'm gonna say he said like, I can't wait to watch Nate Landman play. Yeah. And I said. I can't wait to watch Jarek Broussard run for 300 yards. I really said that. <laughs> he did. He did. I really said that. Uh, it, it's just so nice to see it. And we were talking about it. You didn't see it on that play. Like, honestly, that was one of the, his easiest runs of the night. Like, the offensive line just parted everything, and he took advantage, um, which, you know, to his credit, he did it. But there were plenty of other runs, shorter runs, where I think what I said was it just seems like he's making 
right decision after right decision after right decision, and they all are just so quick during a play. Like, he, he gets the ball, he's going out to the right, and then you're thinking, like, oh, is he going to be able to get to the edge? And he's, like, playing the angle, seeing if he can get to the edge, and then, boom, as soon as it's not there, he cuts inside, and you're like, oh, is there a little space here? It's like, oh, nope, and so he just drives forward and, and knocks back a linebacker, gets everything there. But just every single run, it feels like he's making four or five good decisions that take advantage of his speed and all the other assets that he has. It's one of those uh, things that you don't understand in a running back until you see it. Mm -hmm. Like vision and decision-making. Until you've seen a guy who doesn't have it next to a guy who does have it, you don't understand how important it is. And like Devontae Booker is a guy who got piled on a lot when he was in Denver because his he just kept running into people's backs all the time. Yeah. Well, now all of a sudden he's figured it out in Oakland. Um, but like – there's a difference between just trying to get the ball and run as fast as you can and seeing the field, like his vision, the way he sees the field uh, is out of this world because he's not the biggest, fastest, strongest, anything. Yeah. He's dominating teams with his eyes. Yeah. It's incredible. So here's a question before we kind of like wrap up the Jarek Roussard talk for now. Oh, Ali has a point. Sorry. Oh, is my mic working? I think so. <laughs> um, I was gonna say I just saw a tweet that uh, I forgot. Never mind. Okay. Go wow. Great Good report, Allie. Allie. My <laughs> mic isn't working. Oh. Okay. Well, let us know if you can hear Allie. Back to the point that I remember. Um, oh, do you think that Jarek Broussard is a threat to leave school early? Like this is the this is like a conversation. That I think we're at the point where we're having it. You look at the numbers. What more could you ask of him? You think this – are you talking about this year? Uh, he is eligible, right? Yeah, yeah, because this check is his third year yeah. in school. Yeah. So he is eligible. Man, I can't see that happening. But at the same time, if I were in his corner, I might recommend it. Yeah. I mean, what are the odds? I mean, all due respect to this offensive line, to Jarek, but to be putting up these numbers over the course of a 12-game season this year, is that something you would want to bank on? At the, at the same time, though – Getting a little bit bigger, getting a few more reps might put him in a better position once he does make it to the league. Yeah, that's what I'm saying if I'm Carl Durrell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, for hey, sure. Like, you know, let's build that knee strength back up, get that back to 100%, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. let's let's put some uh, some meat on those bones because those, those guys in the NFL are big and different. Um, but, like, if I'm his family – I'm saying, like, yeah, I don't know how much getting 30 carries a game <laughs> at Colorado can do for your draft stock moving forward. Fair. Very fair. Um, I'll, I'll get my biggest takeaway out of the way now. Um, I do worry that we're following the structure of the show and the pacing a little bit too closely, though. So, I don't know. Okay. Oh, um, well. Ali says it's great. So, what do you think of nachos? I actually <laughs> was just thinking about nachos, which is unbelievable. What happened was I actually made like this I big I swear bag to of God, you can you can and make Henry go on the longest rant. Please do not do that to okay. me. <laughs> give give back. Okay. Um so uh what what was my takeaway? Your biggest oh. takeaway. Oh, ben, see, you, he even you, forgot. Oh, see so now Ben's going to show up. Ben, don't hit your mic. This is big Ben. He's don't muted. Wow. You're muted. Thank goodness. We should keep it that way, honestly. Um, my biggest takeaway, though, as we welcome Ben Girding into the show, the DMVR Buffs intern. Uh, if is you wonder what he was doing, he's Ben Girding. That, that was so <laughs> bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, my biggest takeaway, the Buffs are right in it for a Pac-12 title. Like, right in it for a Pac-12 title. Hosting 
a Pac-12 title. Mm-hmm. With, with, with Washington's loss today, if there's an undefeated team that comes out of the Pac-12 South, it will be hosting the Pac-12 title game. Now, I guess there's a world in which they both do, and then that statement isn't totally true. But what needs to happen is USC needs to lose tomorrow to Washington State or lose or have the game canceled against UCLA next week. And the Buffs need to take care of business one more time against Utah. And uh, we're no longer getting ahead of ourselves, which is something people keep telling me I do. And now that we are here, it is time to say you're one win away from giving yourself a very real chance of hosting the Pac-12 title game and uh, taking on a team that I think that you're going to beat no matter who it is in the North. So here are the thing. Here's what's... What what's happening? The Buffs have one game left mm-hmm. on the regular season schedule. Just got to win that. That's the mm-hmm. one variable that they can control. What I love is USC has two games. There's yeah. two opportunities here. What is their second game? Oh, we know they play Washington State. Okay. UCLA. They're frisky. They're frisky. That's a rivalry game. Cross town. Mm-hmm. I mean, USC has so, given. Oh, you're still going. No, well, I'm excited. <laughs> this is the most important question, honestly. I think. Should the Pac-12 step in and stop the potential of two undefeated teams finishing in the same uh, division. This can't happen in any normal year. Every team in the South is supposed to play each other every single year. Mm-hmm. So that can't happen ever. Does the Pac-12 that's need nice. to step in and say, you see USC, UCLA, that's off. We're playing Colorado, USC next week, and UCLA can play Utah. I'll take this and then throw it to you real quick, Ben, because you should say some words if you're going to be here. But um, <laughs> the Pac-12 does have this, like, I don't know what you want to call it, like almost like an emergency clause in the new policies that they put out for how the tiebreakers and all that stuff is going to work this year. And one little caveat in there is that the two teams with the highest winning percentage in the conference will play each other if the average number of conference games played by every team is four or less. And I just ran through and did all the numbers. You would need five cancellations next week for that to happen. But there is like a world, and we're not rooting for that. Um, but Ben, since that's probably out of play, is that like something that they should be doing anyway? Absolutely. I, I honestly, I was thinking about this yesterday. Going into this week, why would you have two teams that are undefeated and let it go to chance? Mm-hmm. Why let it go to these minute tiebreak? tiebreakers because that clause about the division not the one you were talking about the one where it's like the division tiebreakers when you don't have a head-to-head there's like 14 different lines in that clause and we would come down to like the last one so why do that say ucla you play utah have they even played i don't think they have utah's played almost no one so let's say ucla you play utah this week USC play Colorado, mm-hmm. winner hosts the Pac-12 South. It's so Pac-12 obvious. Champions. Yeah, I yeah. Know. It's so obvious. Which and means like, they let's won't not do it. act like the schedule matters. The yeah. schedule yeah. hasn't mattered <laughs> one iota all season in any way, shape, or form. So if USC wins tomorrow, the Pac-12 needs to do what is logical and obvious and pit Colorado and USC together. And that way we can have a legitimate uh, Pac-12 South champion, and yep. they will host... Whatever team wins, will host uh, the Pac-12 championship game. We have uh, Peter here in the comments saying that would make too much sense for it to actually happen. That's a very good point. The Pac-12 <laughs> is not um, elite decision makers. Did you see the news yesterday that uh, I-, I think it was John Wilner? It's usually John Wilner who breaks these things. Basically said that uh, the the head of officiating that the Pac-12 hired, uh, he refed two games in FBS football back in the 90s, and that is his experience. 
but it's just like that kind of stuff that you see and it's like yeah this like isn't gonna go well experience or you, you must right <laughs> there, I, I i would assume we would hear if it was nfl ex- experience that he was banking on right fcs you, you would hope calling montana games or you would hope officiating montana i mean He'd be a lucky guy if that was the case. I tweeted out, don't at me unless your alma mater's undefeated, which means you're still allowed to at me. This spring, if there's a vaccine or something, we are road tripping up to Montana for some playoff football in March, April. I'm so down. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, Josh is oh. in here, and I'm just going to say immediately no. He says, Josh, Josh says, I'd like to segue this with a discussion about Neuer's haircut, please. If I did yeah. that, Allie would be mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Allie, would you I be bad at me no. if I didn't? Thanks, Don't Josh. do this. Um, but I, that's why I brought it up for Josh because we're going to acknowledge it and move on. So there's okay. a, there's two teams that are undefeated in, in the country right now that no one thought would be in this position. <laughs> true. Coastal Carolina. Very true. Colorado. Mm-hmm. What do they have in common? The mullet. Players with really bad haircuts. <laughs> you got to keep yeah. it going. The Buffs have some good hair, too. John Van Dees got some action. He he's got the flow going. Yep. Half of that offensive line. We we haven't said this yet, but shout out to uh or not shout out. That's not the phrase, but Chance Lytle. Thoughts are with you. Honestly, and, I'm oh. giving him a shout out because that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. E- After yeah. one of the crappiest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, you know, he's on the ground screaming. He goes from that to laughing telling jokes like everyone yeah. that went up to him walked away laughing it was incredible which is after so incredible you, we saw sam neuer like after it happened like he's yeah. down ha- head in his hands that kind of stuff and then everybody who's walking up to him is laughing walking away sam neuer three minutes later is laughing on the bench telling everybody else on the bench what had happened yeah. like it, it cut to his face the last time that he was like about to actually drive away and there were a couple defenders <laughs> like oh, his opponents who were out there and there's like talking and it's like Three back and forths in the conversation. And he's laughing, like moving his head around, talking with his arms. And it's like, you just, I mean, your leg, we have heard, went sideways. He was waving to the non-existent crowd <laughs> as he got pulled what off. What a joke. What he's a joke. Waving and then oh. he danced. I was like, that was honestly by far the greatest exit after, hopefully not, but seemingly pretty obviously breaking your leg. Um, he somehow put on like a, a an oscar worthy performance after that which is incredible like yep it's one of my favorite moments like that i've ever seen and, and real quick to yeah. that point i do have an update on that someone asked Darrell. he said specifically very quickly lower leg injury pretty significant going to need some kind of surgery so he is yeah. he's going to be done for this season um sucks. hopefully he's suck. able to recover come back next year because he's playing significant minutes and he's playing very well in that role so mm-hmm. yep. you know thoughts and prayers to him Definitely. Um, ben. Oh, I, we didn't really wrap this up, but I too would like to pound the table for USC Colorado next week. And I it's think so obvious. if you guys take one thing away from what we're doing right now, let's make this happen. Just keep screaming into the void until it happens. Colorado needs to play USC. It makes, well, let's just hope USC loses next week or tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. And it just doesn't matter. 530 game tomorrow. I am so excited. My guy, Delora. I don't even care what's what? on Sunday Night Football. It's the it's Broncos. The Broncos. <laughs> You're kidding me. No. Nope. Yeah. Good job, Henry. <laughs> Check out the tailgate tomorrow morning, by the way, where Ryan and I team up with Andre to talk Broncos football. Let's talk about the NFL. Henry's locked in. Um, <laughs> I just have to say, like, if I were you, I would, Seriously. would watch the other game. Yeah, I don't even have, like, a post game to do. I don't have that uh, nope. luxury. Nope. But 
watch that one. Yeah, I will not be watching the Broncos play. I mean, we know what's going to happen. This you, isn't a Broncos you, show. You, this you is a happy show. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to screen. But, but, but I won't. Yeah. Um, you will. Ben, do you have any big takeaways? Yeah, Carl Durrell, I, I've mm. said this every single time. I'll say it again. He impresses me more and more every time we get to see him in a post-game press conference. Huh. But today was a little bit more interesting. He showed a lot more of his personality. And the... And again, this is conjecture on my part, but it really felt like he was bubbly about the win. He actually looked and sounded happy about being undefeated. And he was joking on the on the stand. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny. I'm I'm uh, off off camera doing the, the post-game press conference in the back corner of my ear. I hear RK say, you know, if he sheds that brace, he's gonna do more. Not two minutes earlier. Darrell looks off camera to Jarek Broussard waiting and says um, that as soon as he sheds that knee brace, he's going to have three touchdowns in this game. So let's you know, go. And Ryan, you are, so hot, I, you are really so hot today. You are so hot today. Yeah. yeah. I can't so miss right now. <laughs> he, he was happy. He was excited. He was joking with guys. Um, really just showing a different side of himself, but at the same time, still being calm and collected. One specific thing that I don't think was talked about a whole lot on Twitter, but I know we talked about while we were watching, was that sideline interaction between Sam Neuer and Carl Durrell after that second Sam Neuer interception. And Carl Durrell was very straight up, which I love the quote. He said, I'm going to have heated exchanges with everyone who has mistakes. So he was very blunt. Sam, you messed up. I'm not going to. Yeah, and I, I love that attitude about it. And he added, you know, we don't take anything personally. It's just the competitive nature. But So that was the whole quote? Uh, yeah, that was all he really talked about it. Hmm. I still want to know what Sam said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Threw an indefensible interception <laughs> and then yelled at his coach. I don't, like, I want to know how that happened. <laughs> that was a bad throw. That I mean, yeah. and we've seen that that is kind of the thing with Sam Neuer is that it, there are a lot of things he really did well. A whole lot of things he really does well. But is this four interceptions now in four games? Yep. Four and, and, four and three games. Yeah, four and four games, yeah. Yep. After watching Thanks the Broncos, math. that feels... Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, interception per game in college football isn't the end of the world. But just, you, you would like better. Yeah, and you also want more touchdowns. But again, touchdowns mm-hmm. are circumstantial. I say this on the Broncos podcast after every game. You know, if you get rushing touchdowns, you don't care that they weren't passing touchdowns. Yep. Um, but, you know, I said to you guys after that interception, and this leads to me to a conversation I want to have... I said the only thing that Sam Neuer could have possibly yelled at Carl Durrell is talk to your offensive coordinator about calling that play in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the only thing I could have imagined he yelled back. And the offensive coordinator conversation is one that's um bubbling up right now yeah. in in, you know, buff circles. Um a lot of people jumping off the Darren Cheverini train. Um and for me, I'm not there at all. No, no, not at all. Not um, at all. And and I don't really see why people are going there. Um, every game you leave, you have things that you can re- learn and improve on. And what I was most impressed from Darren Cheverini tonight is I think he went away from his game plan. Hmm. I think that he game planned potentially poorly for this game. Uh, and thought, you know, jet sweeps and those sort of things were going to be the way to go. And on the first play of the game, the jet sweep worked. Um, it didn't work again the rest of the game. Um, and I think that, you know, he had an idea of what this was going to look like. We talked about it a lot The when, when I was on the podcast with you. The, the Arizona secondary was decimated, depleted. Mm-hmm. They had no one back there. And so I think he came into this game thinking they were going to throw it around a little bit. And I think instead of crushing him for that, which was a fair take, a fair yeah. opinion, a fair thought. I want to give him credit 
for realizing, okay, this ain't working. Sam doesn't have it. Let's give it to Jarek. Yep. And, you know, you can make the case that they should have given it to Jarek. And I made that case before the game. I said You did on the podcast, yes. on the DMVR Buffs podcast. I said, if I had it my way, they'd line up in heavy to start the game and just see if they can shove it down their throats. And if they can, there's no need to try anything else. Mm-hmm. They went the other way around. I think, you know, maybe part of the game plan was, hey, let's see if we can get Sam going. And if not, then we'll just run it with Jarek. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have been complaining about how many touches Jarek's gotten. And they did a good job of limiting them today. So I think, you know, the, the head hunting on Darren Cheverini, yeah. the, head, the offensive coordinator of an undefeated team <laughs> yeah. that no one thought would be in this position is, uh, is way over the top. Seriously. And I totally agree with that. I think that there are definitely things that I would have done differently. But the start of the game, when things really didn't go the Buffs' way, it wasn't just because Darren Cheverini wasn't calling enough run plays or because he was getting too cute. There were a bunch of things that happened. I, I mean, the the penalties getting sent backward over and over and over again. I mean, Sam Neuer has that great third down run where it doesn't look like he has any chance of picking up the first down, and he goes and does it. There's a holding, and all of a sudden, you're in an even worse spot than you were in before. That was the kind of thing that was happening consistently. You know, the, the, the jet sweep to Vontae Chenault, I don't mind it. I don't mind calling that play as often as you want. But, you know, he fumbled it. Right. And he fumbled and he gave the ball back to the other side. That's another thing that killed a drive, just like the penalty. Just like I think you could put one of those drives on Darren Cheverini not running the ball, not pounding it with your best offensive player. A player who I think right now should be seen as an All-American. And... Should he know, like, you don't just give the ball to Levante Chenault when you do have a better option because that risk is present? I don't know. But I do think that things definitely got better as the buffs went, and I I still give Darren Cheverini a passing grade, certainly, for this game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you have a team that's undefeated, everybody's going to look for a reason why you aren't better, why you aren't the best, because you're just trying to be nitpicky. If this team is 1-3 and three or 2-2 two and two or you know even 0-4 at this point, this conversation goes a lot differently. Yes. But the fact of the matter is, is Colorado showed something today that they haven't showed all season. They can win when their offense needs to be picked up by the defense. You know, mm-hmm. last week it was a 20-10 to 10 game, but that game was never in doubt. It was mm-hmm. just, it was a fist fight in the mud, and we all knew that Colorado was going to come out on top because they're the better team. This time, you're faced with some real adversity. You're down 13-0 in the first quarter. Nope, everybody forgets about that. And they come back, yeah. It was a great sign and showing of resiliency from the Colorado team. So now you've seen they've done it in a lot of different ways. They can go out and win a street fight like they did against San Diego State. You can win a shootout with your offense Mm -hmm. like you had to against UCLA and, and at times against Stanford. And now you've had a time where your defense... They need to stand up and pick up some slack from your offense who had three turnovers today. The offense, you know, Jarek Broussard, 300 yards, incredible performance, but the offense still was sloppy at times. And, you know, part of that is the play calling. Part of that is the turnovers from Chenault and Neuer. But just showing that balance of the different ways you can win, I think, is what this conversation should become. Because Darren Chivarini, exactly, was maybe the game plan not the best? No, but he rebounded so well. And so did Tyson Summers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or Tyson Wells is the Fox Sports <laughs> One broadcast. How many thought. names did he get? So Tyson Wells was one. KD Dixon. We got KD Dixon <laughs> yeah. in there. Um, I don't know why KD Dixon just gets me. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a rough night for the commentators. But back yeah. to your point, Ben. Yeah. No. So, you know, it's just a situation where this Buffs team improved tonight. 
Mm -hmm. They improved because they showed fans, they showed national voters, they can win in different ways. And Darren Cheverini still, with all the flack, called a game where they put up 24 points. Yeah. Where, you know. I mean, that's not enough. But no, not, not on a normal tonight. night. But it was, exactly. Yep. And so when you've got a guy who called a game where you're averaging 40 points coming into the last two, I mean, you're still averaging probably north of 30 a game at this point, right? You know what's funny is if they don't yeah. hand the ball off to Joe Davis a couple times and maybe choose <laughs> Ashad Clayton, who, you know, what, four carries, two touchdowns. Things late in well. the game. We were talking about a 31-point performance. We're talking about a blowout. And it this whole thing feels very different. Mm-hmm. Ashad Clayton had four carries. <laughs> Two of them were touchdowns. One of them, not one of the touchdowns, one of the other ones went for 17 yards. Yeah. More. Are we more, ready to feed him? More of that. Is that, yeah. is that like number yeah, two more, takeaways? More probably like get get him the ball a little bit. Yeah, not yeah. out of Jarek's hands by any means, but yeah. Um, out of Joe Davis's hands. Yeah. And that's interesting because, you know, we sat here just one week ago talking about how do you make Ashad Clayton feel better after he was on a bit of a Twitter tirade? And again, mm. what a difference seven days can make now. Again, four carries, 26 yards, and you know two touchdowns. If he becomes your bell cow, you're comfortable with that if need be. So mm-hmm. if you change the distribution of these carries, less to Mangum and Davis, and just have Ashad Clayton be your second back who's getting 10 carries a game, you're feeling really good about this rushing offense. Yep. Better than you already do for a team that ran for 320 yards tonight. Let's, um, get, let's get our Ashad Clayton... Uh, Twitter update of the week. Ooh, I like it. Four minutes ago, only tweet since the game. God's work. <laughs> Love it. That's that's what you want to be That's hearing. not complaining. <laughs> not complaining. <laughs> um, before we get on for the biggest takeaways. Oh, wait. Allie, you have something? Yeah, I actually, there's a lot of comments going on right now. A lot of people want you guys to kind of talk about um, what Joel Klatt is tweeting oh. about right now. Oh. So I will bring that I up. I always love a Joel Klatt tweet. I might regret this, but... <laughs> so there you go. It's talking about that USCCU. Mm-hmm. You want to read it, Henry? Yeah. The Pac-12 is really going to keep their division format this season and put a team with a loss in the championship game versus USC while a potentially undefeated CU Buffs football team watches, aren't they? Uh, you do you, Pac-12. You do to you. And uh, he keeps going. And it's a Twitter thread, not just one tweet. Keep in mind that the cancellation of both the ASU and USC game for Colorado was due to COVID issues with those teams. Do away with the division format immediately and allow two undefeated teams the opportunity to play for the conference crown. Massive implications. Uh, Due to the fact that CU and USC haven't had the opportunity to play, this is not only reasonable but obvious to any objective observer. Okay, so this is the other scenario. Um, So which one do you like better? Because Joel here is saying, don't play Colorado-USC next weekend. Just if they both go undefeated, let them play in the championship game. Which do you prefer, Henry? That's a tough question. And, you know, here's where I want to start. Where I want to start is the conference championship should be played between the two best teams in the conference. That Well, then you got to really get rid of the division <laughs> format. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But I, I, I think that USC isn't the greatest either. You know, I I don't know that USC beats uh, an Oregon or Washington. At the very least, I think they're very competitive games, and I would be putting my money on the either of those North teams. Um, so I would say I think that just have them play this week, make yeah. up that game. It just makes too much sense to do anything else. You know, I'm 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 kind of the opposite. Mm. If if the two options are in front of me, I think them. I think USC and Colorado playing this week is the more more likely option because I highly doubt the Pac-12 decides to get rid of the division format just for this season. I think it's more likely that they shuffle the schedule. But from someone who 
you know, talking to, honestly, a Colorado fan perspective of it, I think Colorado has a more likely chance to beat Utah and then beat USC in the championship game than they would to beat USC next week and then have to go and play Oregon or Washington. Mm -hmm. I think their path to winning the Pac-12 title would be easier if they played Utah and then USC rather than having to play someone from the North. But again, I think that is far less likely to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so although I, I do agree with Joe Klatt in here, I think that is it makes a lot of sense, but I would just like them to do one of the two options at a minimum. Yeah. I am. I understand what Joel is saying here. I'm hard on the other side of it, hmm. um, and I'll obviously take that if, if we don't get the first <laughs> yeah. one. Um, but to me, it seems way more obvious to just play them in the regular season and then go to your normal format. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's a lot less shuffling to be done because what I think is also kind of unfair, even though you know the the response could be well, you shouldn't have lost. But for a team to believe to be playing like. Uh, all we have to do is win our division to play for the championship. And then out of nowhere, that rug is just pulled out from yeah. under them. Mm -hmm. It's not right. I don't think, you yeah. know, it, and while I do believe, you know, you can just say, well, nothing is fair this year. Um, I, I think the more fair thing is just to shuffle a regular season game. You know, why would uh, UCLA or Utah complain about that? Cole Cook with a good point. Um, uh, oh, Oh, wait. I thought that said CU. This is not Buffs news. Um, okay. The other thing that I really like about the idea of playing USC next week is that on the other side, in the north, you have Washington going to Eugene. Mm -hmm. And we don't really know what exactly the scenarios are going to be, but what we do know is that the top two teams as of right now in the Pac-12 North are Washington at 3-1, and one, Oregon at 3-2. and two. Then you have Oregon State and Stanford both at 2-2. Two and two. And if Oregon were to beat Washington, maybe you get into some crazy scenarios. But it does look like that game will be for the Pac-12 North crown. And so it's having those two games leading into the championship game. I think, first of all, it, it's very fair, but also I think that you get pretty good ratings playing both That's of those games point. and maybe pull some more people into the Pac-12 title game because they're watching those. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Pac-12 race right now, assuming that USC wins tomorrow between both divisions, has got to be the closest among any other conference right now. You know, I mean, the Big Ten just changed their rules so they could let Ohio State be in the the Big Ten championship game just because they know Ohio State's going to win it, you yeah. know? But right now, the Pac-12, not only is it a conference that's known for being fun and wild and exciting already, but to have all of that drama leading into it, I completely agree. So, you know, hopefully they do make that schedule because, or that schedule change, because in a season that has been dictated already by schedule changes, it would be only right and you would think logical to make another schedule change. That way you actually have a true determined winner of the Pac-12 South. Yep. Um, I've got one more takeaway, and I don't even know how to put it in words, and I'm mostly just calling back to something Ben said earlier about the defense picking up the slack. There was one point where they didn't pick up the slack. There was one drive uh, where, actually I guess there were a couple drives, where the uh, Wildcats were able to move the ball pretty easily. And the first drive was after... John Van Dees came out of the game and Quinn Perry went in and there were a, a couple of really big runs, mm -hmm. including the 27 yard touchdown run. I believe that was that drive um, for Arizona. And 
this is something we talked a little bit about on the DMVR Buffs podcast this week, but when you play the one-gap technique, these are the games where it gets a little bit scary because you are saying, you need to fill this gap, you need to fill this gap, and if you don't, there is a wide-open running lane. And against a team that you probably could just line up and beat, that's a risk that you're taking when you go to this. And as soon as... Quinn Perry came in the game, and not to hate on a guy, because there was a lot to like, too. Like, you see him out there playing, the, the size and the physicality he's and, awesome and the speed. He's awesome on special teams. Yeah, seriously. And I think that he's going to have a solid run at linebacker when his time comes. But there may have been a couple of mistakes in there that you don't like to see. And, and I do think that it's worth noting that when you lose that Akeel Jones, um, it starts to poke a hole in that front seven. Yeah, the, the running defense today was not playing up up to snub and especially too when landman was off the field for that i i mean he could have only been off the field for like five plays and they were all big chunk plays the buffs gave up 268 yards on the ground today allowed two different 100 yard rushers and i think uh his name's yeah michael wiley he averaged 14 yards per carry Mm -hmm. so that is definitely i think i'm not going to call it an area of concern just yet because they shut down a team like Stanford just a couple games ago and Stanford ran wild earlier today um, against Washington so the front seven still I do have faith in them as the top front seven the best defensive unit in the conference but today was a little bit of a shock as far as you know we're not used to seeing teams just run all over Colorado so it was it was definitely different in that way but it's overshadowed by the fact that Colorado ran for 400 themselves so it kind of balances out in that way and they scored 13 points right yep so after going crazy early in the game and causing me to panic for the first time <laughs> I have, and by panic I mean double down on my bet yeah. uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook yeah. on the Buffs uh, I almost at plus one forty-eight. Um, uh. But I, I was worried uh, for the first time all season. I was worried about the Buffs, uh, and they answered so well. And I love what you said, Ben. Good teams find different ways to win. Um, they overcome adversity. They do all these things. The Buffs today got their backs put up against the wall. For the first time all season, they were really facing some adversity, and it didn't phase them at all. Yeah, Agreed. Um, we've got a lot to get to. Next up is going to be the king of the game, the DraftKings king of the game, as well as some helmet stickers we're giving out to some of the top performers. And uh, before we do that, we, uh, we want to talk just a little bit about DraftKings. Actually, before I do that, I should say, we're going to get to questions at the end of this. So if you guys have any questions, throw them in the chat, either on Periscope or on YouTube. Periscope. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I hey, say one word. so well. Said, oh, <laughs> my goodness. This is... Paris Corp. Henry, you're killing it. That sounds like some it. sort of like investment banking. It's, 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 no, no they, have, they have their jokes. Don't interrupt their jokes, Allie. <laughs> Leave them alone. Leave love, him alone. Love Paris Corp. <laughs> Henry, you were doing great, <laughs> on topic, on time. Good Let's job, keep buddy. it going. <laughs> Henry, doing gets, great, sweetie. <laughs> Henry gets a helmet sticker. <laughs> okay. Um, so what I was trying to say was we really appreciate your comments because as crazy as it sounds, we need more things to talk about. So no, throw those don't. in. We'll get there later. But we, we do, do have you want to hear about the nachos? Already. No, we have comments already. I, I, or we I'll, have questions already. Allie will stop saying nice things if I talk about nachos. Um, but also, if you're watching on YouTube, give us the like. Uh, give us the subscribe, click the little bell button. That means that you uh, will get notified when we're live. All that kind of stuff really helps us. Also, do uh, watch on YouTube because it's better. So those are pretty much all the notes. Um, also, the game may not... Whoa, is that right? The gyms may not no. be... Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I got thrown <laughs> off because I was like, that, I have not said this since the same read from all week. That one's going to be about a game that's already canceled. 
That was already canceled. That means we get to come up with our own stuff to talk about uh, regarding <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook. Yes. Uh, Ryan, how great was today betting on the buffs uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook? Yeah, I mean, thank God for live betting because I put down several dollars before the game on things that didn't end up hitting. But when the buffs were down 13-0, I did the old double down, which is one of the most dangerous moves, uh, and it paid off handsomely. So buffs were at plus 148 at one point. That's the highest I saw them get at. I hit it hard and uh, almost made back all of the money that I lost. Wow. So I pretty much broke even. Got the yeah. money line. Woo. Ooh, Allie's making bets now too. We really loved uh, Colorado minus four and a half in the first half because they had been blowing everyone out and then letting them back in. <laughs> yeah. Switch it up on us <laughs> yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's had so much fun. Most of my picks were wrong. I'm sorry if you guys like listened to me on the DMVR Buffs podcast when we talked about the DraftKings pick of the week, but I still had fun thinking about what was going to happen. And to me, betting isn't even about the money. It's about the time that you have along the way. <laughs> yeah, I call it sports enhancing drugs. I love when you say that. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Because that's how I justify when I lose. I'm like, oh, well, I just paid to be more interested in that. Yeah. Now, I don't need to pay to be more interested in the buffs. Mm -hmm. But then I feel better after they win. Yeah, a whole lot better. And I'm feeling better now, too. Um, because of the buffs. But uh, you guys should be downloading the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's the best app out there. It's the official betting partner of DMVR, so by supporting them, you're supporting us. Um, there are a whole bunch of awesome deals. You can get yourself a deposit bonus up to $1,000 when you sign up if you use the promo code DNVR. So make sure that you do that. Um, it's it's only available for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Have to be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Um, all of that was to lead into this. Uh, the DraftKings king of the game. I bet you guys can't guess who it is. Yeah. Jarek Broussard. Mm. 25 carries. 301 yards, 75-yarder was the long, but he broke off a 50-yarder. He he was all over the place today. We, How many we touchdowns? Oh. No touchdowns. Isn't yeah, that crazy? Yeah, I decided crazy? to not write zero. Zero touchdowns. <laughs> didn't want a zero on there? He didn't no. catch the ball either, did he? He should have wrote, like, one knee brace. <laughs> one knee brace. Yeah, because, I mean, what's that knee brace worth? Probably another 30 yards and a couple touchdowns. I'm telling you. 330 yards three touchdowns carl durell knows says you know your stuff yeah i know yeah and honestly like the, the knee brace thing it's kind of a joke but it's kind of not yeah you know henry you and i have talked about dallas walton and talk about basketball the this. improvement from dallas walton from last season to this season just by losing that knee brace getting more comfortable in the injury recovery process is so pivotal so mm -hmm. this is also a great time to talk about you know Jarek Broussard he's not going to lose that year of eligibility so he can come back next season hopefully lose that brace and this stat line is going to say 25 carries for 400 yards and three touchdowns who knows what else seriously <laughs> I don't I just want people to understand like what they just witnessed 300 yard games are extremely extremely rare um, I don't know if you have the post-game notes on how many buffs have ever done it, but I'm sure it's very few. I don't, but what I can say is that Arizona's never given one up. Arizona has never given one up. Funny enough, Colorado has given up two just to Arizona <laughs> in the last 10 years. Uh. Uh, so it was very, very nice to return the favor tonight. Um, I hope that they have nightmares about Jarek Broussard the same way I have nightmares about Kadeem, Kier Kadeem Carey and Khalil Tate. Oh, just um, imagine that. 
Next year we're going into this game. All the Arizona fans are like, oh no, not Jerry Broussard. We don't have to see Jerry Broussard again, do we? I was selfishly hoping Neuer was going to be the one with 300 just so they know what that's like. But have it coming from Broussard, that works too. Neuer did have like, what, 70? Yeah. Yeah. 65 and a touchdown. Uh, My guy. We basically covered our Jerry Broussard thoughts earlier. Ben, if you have anything else you want to add, feel free right now before we close this door. I mean, uh, I think other than him being a Heisman candidate. Mm-hmm. And, and okay. You know, I like where this no, is going. You know, I, I say this half jokingly, but no, also no, no, if, no if you, if you think about this, joke free podcast, <laughs> famously, this is a joke free show. Okay. I don't have to put on the uh, serious. Analysis. Get, that, get that dumb smile off your face too. Oh, serious God. here. This is football talk. Very serious. We're serious here. <laughs> Jared Broussard is the best running back I've watched in a Colorado uniform. In a, I, I was going to say since... How long have you been to school there? Like You don't even have that big of a frame of reference. Yeah, but you? I watched him for a year and a half beforehand. I had okay. to get, get the right mindset. If, if this was in a normal season, obviously he's on pace for, what was it, 2,100 yards rushing? You know, I hope he's going to get some national uh, coverage for yeah. what he's doing right now because it's incredible. Mm-hmm. His average per game now is going to be north of 185, 190, <laughs> right? That's the that's the most ridiculous I mean, it, thing. I mean, it's insane. Heard. We're 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 kind of out of the small sample size window now too. Like Four like games not, is not all a the small way. Sample. I know. No. I know. We're kind of like this is what he's done now and this is legit. He's very much in reach of doing a 1000 yard season in like 5 or 6 games. In six, <laughs> and it's ridiculous. In 6 games. Wow. And the only knock that you can have on him is he doesn't have as many touchdowns. He still has three of them that he had in the opener. And the only problem with that is because he gets tired because he carried the ball <laughs> all the way down the field. Mm-hmm. And then they just bring in somebody else to finish it off. Also the cramps. That too. Yeah. I mean, that's... A- Get this man some more Gatorade. One of those. I don't, how do you solve cramps? <laughs> you did no- bananas too. Those Bana- bananas. Pentas- Feed that Pentas- man a banana. <laughs> we, you know what? I saw we have a petition going. Somebody responded to like the Periscope um, with a petition to get the CU USC game. I believe you mean Periscope. <laughs> yeah, cool. Love this. I, I've said how many words, and one of them was wrong. But it was a funny one. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. What was I thinking? Oh yeah. But we should also see. I lost my train of thought. Okay. There's I a, have. There's a petition. Tell us about yeah, the well, that was a segue into the point. But there is a petition that you guys might might as well sign. Um, submitted by one of our friends, Buff Jason, maybe. I I looked like 20 minutes ago. But uh, to get the CU USC thing happening, yeah, um, we should also start like a GoFundMe or something to get some bananas for Jared <laughs> Broussard. I remember where I was going. Bananas was for so- Broussard. <laughs> bananas oh for Broussard. I love it. Okay, I do want to say uh, this cool thing that is going around on Twitter real quick. So, of course, this was uh, Broussard's fourth game, and that's mm-hmm. uh, he passed Rashawn Salam's record. And today, four years ago today, Rashawn sadly passed away. So it's pretty crazy that on this day, Broussard... <coughs> broke that record wow yeah and and i guess it's not necessarily a record but it is a you know best through four games um and and it's just so it's really sad that we lost Rashawn. um you know i tweeted out the video of when Rashawn eclipsed 2,000 yards and i teared up watching it not only just because it's uh Rashawn, but also like we don't have larry zimmer on the call anymore larry zimmer Mm -hmm. is an absolute legend so like just watching that is really emotional if you want i mean if you're gives you chills every time it does. It gives you chills uh, at the very least. So, and and that's something too. You know, I've I've only been here for three years, 
but but that season is still talked about you know around the halls of campus and and around that football team and you know the impact of that is huge and so i think the fact that it did happen today i mean that that is significant because yeah it's not a record but i think it's it's a good standpoint of what success is and what's you know the standard is for colorado football what it can be so the fact that it did happen today i mean that's just impressive another kind of notch in the old cap for Jared Broussard on having an incredible season and it might just show that there's a little bit of destiny in this team mm-hmm. oh my. now I'm gonna start tearing up <laughs> oh wow and, write and an ar- article Ryan write an article <laughs> yeah, Ryan, Ryan if you make oh. Ben cry during this I'm not gonna <laughs> forgive you that is not something I am willing to deal with <laughs> Ben if you cry you're on your own just just know that I'm thing. Don't, you right now don't expect to be up on this shoulder I'm not wiping your tears or anything that's on tears, you ben. no you okay that's the Winsky talking. <laughs> no, honestly, you felt a little bit of destiny with that Rise team in 2016 and just little things. Destiny I, that and feeling sports is just go hand so in big, hand. yeah. Um, and, and again, you know, it's it's so sad that we lost Rashawn Salam, but there's a reason why we have that Pride and Tradition shirt, and there's a Heisman on that shirt that makes the R in Pride, mm-hmm. and that's Rashawn Salam. He was unreal, absolutely unreal at Colorado. There it is. I mean, mm-hmm. one of uh, less than 25 schools, only 24 schools in history have a Heisman Trophy and a national championship. And and with if not for Rashawn Salam, we wouldn't be able to say that. So Yeah, and, and it is kind of crazy because these are like the t- kind of moments that make you remember just how big not just college football is, but like just Buffs football in particular, you know, going all the way back. The history. I, yeah, at, at one point in the game, I think you said, like, well, that means that Jared Broussard is now past whoever it was on the list for fourth or best ever for whatever number of games, whatever the stat was. And it's like, I don't even know that guy's name. And then you look at it, it's like 1935 was when this yeah. one was set. And it's like, wow, that was the year my grandmother was born. And so, and it just like puts into perspective all these things that happen. And this start from Jared Broussard, it's going to be talked about for a while. Whatever Absolutely. happens with Jared Broussard in the next, like, however many years that he's playing football, wherever he goes from there, this is something that will be talked about for decades at a minimum. And this is what Colorado football is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, great linebacker play. Oh. Like like oh. Colorado for a time was linebacker you. Mm-hmm. Two Buckkiss award winners. You know, you had Jordan Dizon come through Colorado who was an incredible college linebacker. Best I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you know, Jay Sean Sykes back in the in the early 2000s when they were dominating, you know, Nebraska in that 62-36 game. And he didn't even play in that game, I guess. Um, but, you know, Colorado has always had, when they're good, they've always had great linebackers. And Nate Landman and Carson Wells are holding up that tradition so well. Should we transition? Uh, that? Yes, well, we should. I was hoping that's stickers, where we are going. Yeah. But then I just want to say, and then the, the other side of the ball, you know, when Colorado's great, they run the ball great. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing this year. Like, a lot of people rolled their eyes when Carl Durrell came here because they thought, oh, God, pro style, NFL, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, what's Henry the truth, Ryan? Just knocked over I, well, I almost dropped <laughs> my phone, and then this arm's still. Allie, can we get better arms? The truth is, 
She those, just shakes her head. Those are fantastic. You're going to have to hit the gym if you want better arms. <laughs> they um, are I've been doing that. Quality mic arms Dude, I'm just strong because now. you struggle with them. What we need mean. is a better arm holder. Okay. Focus yeah, Allie, can we get a better arm holder? I was making a really good Yeah, ben. you were. Nate Landman um, running the ball, pro style, Carl Durrell. Ben, new job. Everyone rolled their eyes when Carl Durrell came here because they thought that he was going to be too boring, too conservative, too NFL. But the truth is, this is what the buffs are. This is what Colorado football is. You know, Colorado football is, I guess, with, with Cepho in that year, it was very much spread the ball out and that sort of thing. But also dominant defense. You know, this team is built on defense and running the ball, or this program was built on defense and running the ball. So if that's what this team's identity is going to be moving forward, I'm quite all right with that. It's, yeah. it's a style of football that I think it's going to warm the hearts of a lot of you know, your older alumni, people who were a fan of this team in the 80s and 90s, not just because of what Colorado football used to be, but because that's what football was back then. You know, in having, like you said, you got these great linebackers. Nate Landman legitimately looks like he was picked off of that 70 Steelers defense. Doesn't this shirt kind of look like Nate Landman? I mean, does he wear a visor? Listeners? I don't think he wears a visor. No, Go he watch doesn't. The just like, and he definitely doesn't wear a blue visor. It's a great yeah, shirt, though. I love the shirt. The blue. I love this shirt. <laughs> the shir- this shirt was created in the 90s. I don't know why they went with blue. <laughs> Maybe it was cold in front of him. Oh, like the tundra. Uh, I do have a, hi- a highlight from Nate Landman. Yeah, show yeah. us Nate Landman. So the I could get back on track. Helmet sticker? Yeah. Somebody want to give him a helmet sticker? Yeah, would, everyone wants every, to give him a yeah, helmet sticker. Yeah. I can watch Nate Landman hi- highlights forever. Show us the landmine. Boom! <sighs> Thank look goodness that isn't me. Look at him. I know. Just and the and the shot of him on the sideline when his helmet's off and he's just got blood <laughs> gushing from his forehead. <laughs> just and it's forehead. Just, it's, it's just incredible. Forehead. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, and then and then my favorite part was that he's just like smiling, yeah. enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. And then the camera pans down, down and shows a gash on his leg that's just like bleeding profusely. And an important note, just maybe 30 minutes earlier, we had seen uh Carson Wells with blood all over the front of his helmet. <laughs> Yeah. And and throw back to the was it the first game, second game when Sam Neuer was out there oh, yeah. with the blood on his hand, his throwing hand before the snap, like multiple Wiping snaps, he had to bend over and rub it on the turf to get the blood off his throwing hand. That is a gritty football team mm. and the linebackers in particular. There I honestly don't know if there's anything better in in football than when your team has a badass middle linebacker. There's nothing better. Like it just it just gets you fired up in a different way. It hits different. Yeah. Nate Lamon is just like the perfect amount of crazy. Like when he plays, yeah. he puts his body in line. We talk about it every week. He shows no care for what he does with his body. He throws himself into piles. And you see that again today with the highlights of him on the sideline, covered in blood, smiling all the way through it because he had an incredible day. I think he had 16 tackles. Um, he had a sack. He had a couple tackles for loss. 16. I mean, he, he just flies oh, um, all over the field. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the guy had 14 solo tackles. Are we really going to be excited about 16 total tackles? Come on. <laughs> Standards have been elevated. I want to see 20. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't do player props uh, in college at DraftKings. In Colorado. In Colorado. I think that's just a Colorado no, law. I think that's... Maybe they do it somewhere else. But I know Colorado specifically, like, when they legalized gambling or betting, uh, they, they made it so you couldn't bet player props in college. It's very weird. Uh, but also, like, yeah. college kids need money. So it would be very easy for them to, like, throw games. Pro yeah. players don't need to be, like, betting Let's, their money. This is a great off-season topic that we, we're going to get deep into. Anyways, 
when they set like tackle lines in the NFL, the highest one you'll see in the game is like eight and a half. <sighs> Nate Landman just like routinely gets like 16 to 20 every game. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He's so awesome. He has the neck roll. He looks the part. <laughs> yeah. He plays the part. He's the landmine. Uh, and again, like there's just something special about having a badass middle linebacker and the buffs have it. And I want, like, I don't want to ignore Carson Wells because he is equally as badass. I know. Maybe not equally, but so he's close. also extremely badass. It, it, and yeah. He doesn't get nearly enough love because of Nate Landman, but you know, it's like, it's like a one, two punch. Those two together is again, it just reminds me of great Colorado football. Yeah, I mean, those are two first-team all-pack 12 linebackers. And if you don't think so, then I would like to sit down with you and punch you in the face. Um, You want to sit down and punch someone in the face? I realized I didn't really want to talk to him. Do you think you could get Ben from here? So, how about those other helmet stickers? Oh, helmet stickers. Nate Landman. Uh, go stickers. ahead, but this time just say that he gets a helmet sticker. Did we say that already? I don't know. Nate Probably. Lamont gets a helmet sticker. Carson Wells get a, gets a, a helmet sticker. Whoa, words. And, and real quick, too, on that, Carson was actually in the presser, and he talked okay. about how he and Nate Lamont are roommates and how oh. they put in a lot of extra work. After workouts, they'll go to a field across from their you house and put in more stuff. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Th- those guys, I think they feed off of each other's energy, and that defense is just playing weirdly with a chip on its shoulder with this form of aggression that I am all here for. It is must-watch TV every week. And I, I've talked about this on the podcast uh, quite a bit this week. Just trying... Well, I mean, was this week the one that started with all the national awards for Nate? It was, wasn't yeah, it? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. So so he since we back. last talked live, for those of you who don't listen daily, I mean, two National Player of the Week awards, obviously Pac-12 Player of the Week, um, but also... Throughout the week, I kind of just built and built, and I had just kind of like angst inside me where it's like Carson Wells deserves more credit than he gets, yeah. and and he is being overshadowed by Nate, and in part rightfully, but only like this tiny little amount, and the rest of it is like he deserves so much more praise. And this is at least coming into this week of college football, there were two players in the entire country who had more pass breakups per game than Carson Wells, and guess what? They weren't linebackers. <laughs> he also has the pick. He has the sacks. He has the tackles for loss. I can't remember if it's the sacks or the tackle for loss where there's also only two players in the country with more per game. He is tearing it up. He is an NFL player, and he's definitely going to be first-team All-Pac-12. Um, and if not, I I will lead a riot there. So we have the landmine for Nate Landman. Oh, we need something good. for Carson Wells. I thought you had I something you planned. Had something, I was fired yeah. up. I was trying to get a step ahead of you. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> At a bar, Wells... Are the worst thing you can get. So I'm thinking he's the opposite of that. Carson, top shelf Wells. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a starting point. I'm sure somebody <laughs> out there has something better, right? Maybe. Somebody, somebody has to. Drop him in the comments. Shelf? Top, call shelf. Him top shelf? Top shelf. We can call that's, it top shelf. because he's a sick uh, nickname. It is. I, 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 I could go with top shelf. Yeah. I'd be happy. It's no Bones Chisholm, but. <laughs> let's not go down that road. <laughs> yeah, let's please not go down the that road. The landmine and top shelf. I think I could pull off bones. <laughs> but but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But yeah, top shelf, that's good. People Again, are loving it. Great. <laughs> Come on. Top shelf. Yeah, okay, top shelf. It's good. Top shelf. I'll give it a seven, an eight. I'll take it. So, rest of helmets. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll give out my next one because I think mine is going to be probably the most controversial of it all. 
and yeah, it's because defend this. Yeah, you know what? I I said it in the middle of the game, and both Ryan and Henry just kind of looked at me because they think it's, they know it's coming. I, yeah. I love this guy. I love my quarterback, Sam Neuer. He's getting a helmet sticker, and he definitely this was definitely his worst showing this season. Um, those interceptions were tough. That second one was absolutely unexcusable, but his fire and intensity on the field is still so pivotal. He is a leader on this team. And, and I think that's important because Jarek Broussard's a guy who's, he's, I don't know what he's like in the locker room, but on the podium, he's kind of soft-spoken. Yeah. So to have a guy that is in your face and fired up, I love to know that he's, he's on the sideline firing up. Never should yell at your head coach, but I'm happy to see that he's got that intensity. He's willing to say, you know what? Even in a bad play, I'm, I'm going to stick by it. He's got that shooter mentality. And, you know, he... That's not always going to be good because you're going to throw bad picks. But where it comes in with Neuer in particular is that running ability. The one third down run he had was called back because of a hold. Oh, that but, was best run of the day. But in the fourth quarter, his second best run of the day, I'll say, is the one where he spins twice to pick up a first down on third and four, keep the drive moving, and then I'm pretty Game sure that, play. that turned mm-hmm. into the Broussard Definitely. run, didn't it? Was that on that drive? I can't remember if it was, but... Huh. Either which way, it kept it the drive moving. might have been moving. the very next play, honestly. Chewed some clock. It could have been. He runs with a passion. He And and as Ali's pulling up, too, some of these runs with Neuer, he's not afraid to put his neck down and put his head down for the, for the team. Great. Put his neck down? Like, look put at his, his neck down? down? Oh, is that what we're doing? You said a word wrong. <laughs> play, this a, play this a couple times. Look at the, the design here. Look at these two offensive linemen pull, or maybe it's an offensive lineman and a tight end. I believe one of them is Lytle on the pull. This gets me hyped. Oh, so it's a tight end and Lytle. Oh, my God. That's a great design. Perfect segue. And, that's called and the, and this that's called the Cepho special. Which we won't take. And that, this, well, I, I just want to <laughs> – the next play that they run right We're here is, is the same to touchdown. And it's the the very it's the very same play design. You see Lytle in that tight end that pull again. That is the again. same exact play. He that's hits called the, the Cepho special. They ran that about 400 times with Cepho Lufau. Also called the Visca special. They did also <laughs> – yeah, when they didn't have um, – Cepho at their disposal, they just chose the biggest athletic freak that CU's had at their school in like 20 years. Until now, Sam Neuer. <laughs> Sam Neuer, Neuer the that's the hot quarterback. Sam Neuer is more athletic than LaVisca <laughs> Chanel. You want to go there? Maybe not. Um, well, we did ignore the perfect segue, uh, but next helmet sticker, Chance Lytle. And we talked about him. We did. We did talk about him. And what I'd really like to say right now is that we only do six helmet stickers. And so you can't give one to the entire offensive line, but honestly, they all deserve it. Like they were the reason that Jarek Broussard was able to do everything. They've been so good throughout the season that we kind of picked one guy and the guy we picked was Chance Lytle. Um, But uh, you take your pick and there were a lot of, a lot of really good football players up there up front for the buffs today. And that is very important to everything this team has done this season. And they deserve credit for it. Yep. Josh John stepping in at center. Mm-hmm. Um, Kerry Cooch was out with contact tracing. Um, Kari. Kari Cooch. I'm sorry. Kari Cooch I, I know you know this with, name. I know you, but, but I know you the focus last on name. something else. Yeah. So Kari Cooch out with contact tracing. Josh Shine steps in. Um, then you have Lytle come down. And again, this team just has a next man up mentality about it. They're feisty. They're gritty. They're prepared. You mm-hmm. know, they're not just going out there with their eyes closed swinging. Yeah. And I, I think that's super admirable. This offensive line continues to get better and better each week. I think there was some regression in this first half of the Stanford game. But other than that, the, the unit as a whole is playing cohesively. And today, 407 rushing yards. So incredible. So impressive. 
Um, you just hope that they can keep up. You know, obviously 400 yards might be a little bit too high of an expectation, but you do hope they can keep putting up outings like this because that's this team's identity. And the moment that this team is unable to run the football and dominate in the trenches, I think is when you would see your first Colorado Buffaloes loss. It's also probably when... You couldn't justify a quarterback going 12 of 19 for 92 yards and two interceptions with no touchdowns getting a helmet sticker. Absolutely. Um, One more helmet sticker to get to. That's Makai Blackman. Uh, He was all over the place. Oh, is there one? Mm. Did I miss one? Yep. Yep. Did we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just go. I'm excited to see where this is going. (laughs) Um, Makai Blackman, though, he made so many plays defensively. There's been so much hype around him, and it started in fall camp of last year that he was tearing it up, that he was ready to break out. And then he gets hurt and misses, I think, 10 games last year. Uh, Comes out this year, maybe a little bit slow, uh, but... Tonight, he really did step up. And did he get the interception, too? I can't remember. No, the interception was to... Um, no, Appleton was last week. Now I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the interception. He did have a pass breakup in the end zone on fourth oh, down. Nigel Bethel, of course. Nigel Bethel there had we the go. interception, yeah. Blackman had the, the pass breakup in the end zone. And he also had what probably would have been an interception had there not been that incidental contact along the sideline mm-hmm. um, earlier in the game. He was a blanket tonight in coverage. So many plays, uh, you know, obviously some key pass breakups, but also just being in the way, locking down one side of the field, super important because this secondary was a bit of a concern after that UCLA game. So so having these positive outings from from a guy like Blackman, too, just really helps assert that confidence on the back end. Yep. Do we have a nickname for Makai Blackman? I'm trying to do all <laughs> nicknames for the wow. tweet of our helmet stickers. Okay. Um, I was thinking... I thought you were Googling synonyms or something. Over Black, there, so. Blackman... Blackmanba. Blackman Monbun. Okay, I'm certain we can do better than this one. <laughs> yeah. Certain that somebody has something better than Black Monba. 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 Black Monba. And and we seriously can't send out the tweet until we think of a better nickname. Well, I mean, I guess <laughs> I could just say Makai Blackman when everyone else has a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's Chance Lytles? I was I actually don't have that one. Op- yet. Opera <laughs> I was thinking like opera man. You got to yeah. you got to play music off the man? opera. The music man. The music man. I mean if if we're forcing nicknames in in this short of a time frame, <laughs> yeah. I think we have to take it. Uh, Guys help us out with yeah. these. Um Ryan while you finish Oh, that we up, need one we, for a shot. Yeah. I was well I was going to say the perfect segue into our last helmet sticker, a shot mm-hmm. Clayton. We talked about him a little bit earlier but four carries, 26 yards, two touchdowns. He made the most of his opportunities tonight, and he has definitely earned more moving forward. Why yeah. didn't he touch the ball after this play? Uh, well, actually, I mean, he did touch the ball after that play. But he had a second <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. He didn't touch the ball after that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, the oh, no, tough that was part the second is, one because it said X2 on the tweet. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, wow, definitely. But, uh, I mean, again, we've said this before, but four touches, two of them touchdowns. Other one went for 17 yards. I mean, to, to be fair, he did have like the one touch that wasn't all that spe- spectacular, but I'm not going to linger there. Uh, I, I do think that they could have used him more. Um, I don't necessarily know that you want to be putting him in when Jaren, or Jarek, sorry, <laughs> is ready to go, but I've screwed up a second word. Funny alley, huh? Um, yeah, that one got you. Why but, are you so defensive today? Well, it's just Calm because down. I feel like I'm getting picked on. Because as soon as like I said a word wrong, it's just like this back and I forth. I thought that was going to be my role. You know, oh, the intern's on the show, so now we pick on him. And I come in here, nope, it's yeah. seamlessly to you. Keep yapping. You're going to be holding this table up for us next week. Um, 
any thoughts on Ashad, Ryan? More. More? Yeah. More. That's where More. we are. Nickname? I was going to say Keyboard Warrior. Nola? <laughs> but, the, but the O is a zero. Okay. Ashad Nola Clayton. Um, I have a question. Okay. How important is a nickname? Well, kind of everything to Ryan, it? very important because we've got a lot left in the show, and we are an <laughs> hour and six minutes in, You're and kidding. you just will not stop talking about these nicknames. What do you? What's your nickname? Allie. Oh, good one. Al dog. You Al get dog. a lot. Al dog. Yeah, Al dog happens around here. I just call you Al. Um, it, who cares? Which is kind exactly. of exactly. I mean, name. several people in the comments have been saying more nicknames. More Actually, nicknames. Zero. really, several people. <laughs> several, several, zero. I love hearing about these several people you're always talking They're to. They're the same <laughs> several people that <laughs> say Colorado <laughs> should be in a real one loss club. The exact same people. <laughs> you're gonna have to introduce me to these people. <laughs> I will. They sound like fun people. Great connections. To some have. wild takes, but <laughs> some some great people. Um. So the Black Mamba is in. <laughs> Black Mamba, sure. Go with Black Mamba. I just, let you see where it goes. Tweet this out. See what happens. I do know that Shad goes by Shoddy. Oh. Which isn't really a nickname. Peter here has one. Thank goodness. Capri Bibbs wrote a, a song. Shad the God. It does rhyme. Oh. A shot is the that go- early for that? Uh, <laughs> see, I've got Maxwell in here saying, nope. He was saying, nope, Allie, your opinion on nicknames <laughs> no, is terrible. No, he was saying, do people <laughs> Who actually, told you that, Ryan? Do who's people been actually saying care about this? Nope. Who's, Listen. Who's been telling, saying that, that that's what he's saying nope about? What do you mean? Everyone's been saying that. Everyone? <laughs> Everyone's been saying <laughs> Several it, yeah. respected people. Have Several people have said that he was saying nope to you, Allie. Sorry. Maxie Mac, calm down. So we have a lot of questions in oh, the comments right thank now. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the questions. Do we do all the? Yep, yeah, we, we got justified him. a shot on four touches. Yep. Okay. So this one has been going on recurring in this show is, okay, can we talk about CU having not faced a decent slash elite passing offense yet? A lot of people are concerned and worried, especially after seeing the way that they played against Arizona at the very beginning of the game. I mean, I would consider UCLA to be a decent passing offense, personally. Mm-hmm. I think DTR, I think when Colorado faced them, they definitely had their struggles. I mean, four turnovers in the first half is is not going to win you a game, but DTR has improved steadily week over week. And Dimitri, Dimitri Felton, right? Dimitri's yep. his first name. I mean, he is... He has a case for Pac-12 Player of the Year. Oh yeah, and if the only for team, Jarek Broussard, maybe. Well, very uh, fair. The only the only team that's been able to stop Felton is Colorado. So I think, you know, have they faced a decent elite passing team yet? Maybe not like Alabama, who Mac Jones doesn't you know has more touchdowns than incompletions, but you know they've taken care of business with the people in front of them, and that's really all you can ask of a team because this is the hand that they've been dealt. Yeah, and and when are they going to see one? I mean, they're not. You maybe there's that USC oh, game true. in theory, but I mean, Davis Mills is one of the better quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Ooh, did he play against the Buffs? Now I'm starting to mm-hmm. question he that. Did. Yeah, he did. He was back for that one. Um, but today against Washington's defense, which nobody has voiced any concerns about, 20 for 30, 252, and a touchdown. That's a solid day, and it was in a win. I mean, USC is kind of a different beast when it comes to. Pac-12 passing games because they do run like that quasi air raid type thing and they have those big athletes outside and that will be a test if the buffs do play USC at some point but as the path stands right now going through uh, Utah next week and then playing either Tyler Shuck and Oregon or playing uh, the 
freshman at Washington. Like, I, I'm not too concerned about that being a huge jump up in competition. I think yeah. Shuck would probably be the most X factor because he has shown potential to stretch the field down da- mm-hmm. downfield, but he has regressed significantly in the last couple games just as far as turnovers go as well. Yeah, so. That's why they call him Tyler Shuck and Prey. <laughs> so Eric here says, going to need a passing game versus Utah. Thoughts on that? Maybe. It's possible. Speaking of UCLA, who the buffs uh, eviscerated, um, 17-0 on ACU right now. Yeah. Also, uh, Oregon State playing Utah right now. 13 carries for 85 yards to this point. Down six, getting close to halftime. I mean, this Utah team isn't like the last couple. They lost nine starters on defense. Seven of them got drafted. It's this is a different team and how many games they played this will be their third and if they hold on it'll be their first win i mean you can't take anything for granted i still expect utah to be tougher than arizona but at the same time i don't think there's anybody in the conference that this offensive line isn't going to manhandle no i mean also san diego state might be the the buffs best rush defense that they've faced and the san diego state rush defense might be better than every other conference opponent i mean they're up there that's a good defensive line and Colorado still took care of business there. So, so are we going with Nola with a zero or Ashad the God? Not enough time for a Twitter poll. I honest, I think Nola. I think that'd be cool. Okay, but I, okay. Ashad Nola Clayton. We'll see yeah. if it catches on. Yeah, too early for a God tier for me. But fair, fair, fair. Maxwell here asking, where are the Buffs going to be ranked? I mean, they should be like 15. They've but they've got to be happen. in the top 20. I'm not yeah. kidding. They've got to be in the top. 20. I don't think you can justify it because they were they were 30 coming into this week. Um, if you extend things, uh, they've got to be top 20. I think that that's definitely the right take. It like is, you jump from, can you jump from 30 to 19? Personally, <sighs> if, if it's where they should be, I think they should be between 15 and 18. Where are they going to be? Probably 24. Because I still don't think national perception is going to give Colorado the benefit of the doubt. And box score readers are going to see Sam Neuer had 94 yards and two picks, and they're going to say, a top team cannot have a quarterback under 100 yards with that many turnovers. I think national perception is just not going to be bought in on this team just yet. Are they really going to look at 300 rushing yards oh, from Derek Broussard? And <laughs> yeah, that's, a good that's actually <laughs> they can't throw the ball. Um, uh, worth noting that so far today, number 15 has lost, uh, number 21 is lost, 16 is lost, um, 22 has lost, 13 is lost, 23 has lost. Um, let me just ask you this something. That's Mr. it. Mr. Ben. How many yards do you think Coastal Carolina's quarterback Grayson McCall threw for today as they beat BYU and Zach Wilson? Probably sub 150 since you're asking me. 85. Really? His QBR, 42.6. He was 10 of 15 for 85 yards, averaging 5.7 yards per reception. So you can't – like I point. know where you were going, but – you can't put that. You can't put that evil on uh, Sam Neuer just for being really good at handing off the ball. So he's talented. We, so I mean, we've I talked about where where we think they should be ranked, but where what would be your actual prediction, knowing the AP poll, knowing where it is? Where would you put them at as an AP voter? I think they come in at twenty one. I was. Gonna I think say they 20. should be at least nineteen, but I think they come in at twenty one. I was going to say twenty. I, I it's going to be right there probably, but at the same time, like you look at Washington was twenty two coming into this week. They lost. Yeah. Oregon was number 23 coming into this week. They, lo- they won. They lost. No, they lost, yeah. <laughs> They've lost two in a row. This is a fun game. USC came into this week 20. 20. Yeah. And, and I think that if they were right there, the Buffs 
with the same number of wins and undefeated as where USC was should be right there. And I think that they're underrated because USC has not passed the eye test in the way that Colorado has. And that should factor in. So realistically, they should be 14. They should be 15 right in there. I, I think they're going to get 2021. Yeah. I mean, USC has looked worse against worse opponents than Colorado this year. So the fact that USC is 10 spots higher than Colorado is already a travesty. It took a late comeback Washington? for them to beat Arizona, right? 21. They were 20, 22. They 22, right? And Oregon was 22. 20, yeah. And Oregon okay. So at the very least, Wash, the Buffs replace Washington at 22. Mm-hmm. That's the lowest you can possibly justify. Now, who's behind them? Is it Tulsa's at 24? Is it Liberty at 25? Or is it um, the Raging Cajuns at 25? It is. Wow, you're really putting me to the test, oh, Ben. Uh, sorry. It is. <laughs> I thought these are in out. order that the games are played. Oh, uh, it was Louisiana. Raging Cajuns at 25. I don't think 24 played this week. Nope, Tulsa. Tulsa, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, Colorado's better than all four of those teams. So, yeah, yeah. they should be 22-21. All right, what else we got, Allie? Okay, Peter here asking, how much do you think is a 4-0 start is helping with recruiting so far? We do have a good amount of questions, so I'm not saying answer rapid fire, but let's not go on the longest tangents ever, Oh. Please. The weird thing is I don't have plans until 9.30 like a.m. tomorrow morning. <laughs> What's your plan? The tailgate. To be right there? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be there, too. How much do you think this undefeated oh, start is going to help with recruiting? Like I an- was actually going to put this in my biggest takeaways. Because you can talk COVID this, COVID that, shortened season this, shortened season that. It doesn't matter when it comes to recruiting. When you, as Carl Durrell, can walk into a living room and say, look, I took this team – that hasn't had a winning se- has had only one winning season since 2005 and in my first year I had a winning season I clinched bowl eligibility we started 4-0 potentially we went to the Pac-12 championship game all of that stuff when you're saying look man we're building something special here that stuff plays and I've always talked about during the Tad Boyle era that he walked into an incredible situation because Jeff Bezdelic left uh for wake the wake forest job uh which he got you know a big pay raise and all that and he left tad boyle with a very good roster uh and alec burks who of course was a lottery pick who i drafted my fantasy basketball draft oh i have him Derek white and spencer dinwiddie good job um so tad boyle walked into a, a good situation and he took it and he ran with it and in his first year, the Buffs had an incredible season. They should have been uh, in the. They got one of the worst NCAA tournament snubs anyone's ever seen. Um, Who's saying that? No, like actually, everyone is saying. Several that. people. Several. <laughs> not even several. Everyone says that. Okay. Um, like I could probably get Justin Michael to agree to that. Wow. Yeah. So he's everyone. I'm not like that's you know sometimes sometimes I exaggerate. This is not an exaggeration. <laughs> okay, bud. Um, and what happened was he was able to take that and recruit. Uh, and then, you know, he brings in Spencer Dinwiddie and he brings in a ski booker and he brings in Josh Scott and all of these players who change the program and take it from a middling big 12 program to a top half pack 12 program every single year. Um, and I really think that Carl Durrell can follow the Tad Boyle model. And I said that when he was hired. I said, mm-hmm. you know, this is this could be a kind of Tad Boyle-like hire. And 
So you take your first year where Mel Tucker left him in a good position. Mel Tucker True. left the program better than when he took it. Bad timing. There were some tough circumstances trying to get all that stuff worked out. Certainly. Coaching staff, that kind of thing. But, yeah. He recruited good players. Mm-hmm. He had the team playing better football, mm-hmm. especially by the end of that season. Yep. Uh, and so Carl Durrell came into not a terrible situation. He came into a better situation uh, than – you know, John Embry came into, he came into a better situation than Mike McIntyre came into, and he came into a better situation than Mel Tucker came into probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he can use the Tad Boyle model. You go out and you win your first year. He's already taken care of that. Yep. Winning season, guaranteed. Stamp it, it's done. And if you can take that, bring that on the recruiting trail, and turn that into players, you're off to the races. Uh, so this, you know, forget about fans and anything else like that in the stands. This can be a transformer a transformative year for the program. <laughs> Loser can't say words. I mean, what 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 are the things that matter? <laughs> what are the what are the things that matter to recruits? What does the team branding look like? Colorado already has the best, the best uniforms in the country, the yep. best color scheme in the country. What do they care about too? What's the college town like? Oh, you know, best. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, Bill McCartney talked about several people. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though, <laughs> several publications. No, but actually. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, Bill McCartney used to talk about he would just get players. If you just get them to Boulder, you just show them Boulder, they'll mm-hmm. want to play there, you know? So you add in those factors to a winning program and, and what you're building. I mean, it can't not help recruiting. Agreed. It is a big help for recruiting. Now you got to go convert it, though. doesn't happen automatically. True. Next question. Um, I just lost it. Hold on. Wow. <laughs> What, I mean, we're going to be here all night. <laughs> I, I have things to do all night. I never As said I've I, been saying. I never said I had things to do, but sometimes people don't enjoy Are you talking or scrolling? Hour podcasts. I don't know. I've heard, I've, I've heard several people <laughs> say, <laughs> say different. Eric here saying, let's talk about our passing game. game. Can Neuer handle it? Yep. We've seen it before. He's got to get better. Yep. Um, he's going to have to make smarter decisions. He had like a little bit of an invincibility complex tonight, I thought, where he just thought like the, if I throw it hard enough, it can't be intercepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was very much proven not to be the case. Uh, nope. An incredible – the first interception was incredible an incredible play. Catch, yeah. But he's just got to be better. Um, I love the fact that they finally took some vertical shots tonight. The one to KD was beautiful. The ball. KD messed that one up. KD yep. tweeted, actually, don't worry, I will not sleep for – months because of that one or something like I that. I was worried. Yeah, we were worried. Um we wanted we were worried he was gonna get sleep. I think that was when I tweeted <laughs> weekly reminder, college receivers drop balls. So And I told you all receivers drop balls. Yes you did. Eagles fan we there. See, oh we see it with the Broncos too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Denver's seen it lately a lot too. Um yeah I, I I Sam Neuer has thrown the ball well before for long stretches. I mean, we weren't talking about this all that much last week, though he did miss a couple of throws last week. I'll be honest, though. If the Buffs get in a situation where they have to throw to win, I won't feel great about it. I don't think – I'm not saying that he can't do it, but mm-hmm. I would much rather them be in a position where they can run the ball to win rather than having to pass the ball. And I thought we were going to see it tonight because it was trending towards that, and then they just ran the ball so well that it didn't matter. And I think it's important to remember that in week one – Brady Russell was his leading receiver. Yep. He was an animal and I I don't we still don't know if he's going to be back at some point this year. Hopefully he's going to be back soon, but losing that threat is huge because as much as you have a lot of very good receivers that you want to get on the field and you want to give them opportunities, 
you don't want to be tipping your hand every time you throw the football that that's what you're going to be doing. And that's the luxury that Brady Russell afforded. And that's why I love the tight end position so much. And so losing him, that is what does give me just a little bit of doubt about this passing game. Can it withstand not having him? Um, And I I do think that that means you're going to see more four receiver sets out there. Um, And if the time comes where they do need to make plays late, lob a ball up to Brendan Rice. Lob a ball up to Levante Chanel. Also, just more Their Dimitri options. Stanley in general. Yeah, we didn't. He was pretty quiet again today. I think. I think Neuer just needs to get in a rhythm more. I think he needs to have some more rhythm passes. Um, you know that the the play to start the game was great. Having a touch pass, let him be one for one for nine, ten yards. Um, you know, obviously, I do think he has steadily declined a bit since that opener and whether that is because of Brady Russell or there's more film on tape about what Neuer's doing I think it's a combination of both definitely but I think the other important thing to remember is this is Neuer's fourth start you know so he's gonna have ups (laughs) and downs but he's doing enough for them to Mm -hmm. win I agree Ryan if they have to be in a situation to pass you're not gonna feel as great about it but at the same time I'm not sure that I feel worse about it than I did with Steven Montez. No, 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 no. So I think that also should be considered as I do think that's an upgrade and his running ability adds another dimension in late game situations like that. And he just has it. Yep. So you feel good about, you know, if he has to dig deep and find something, you feel like he can find it. Yep, absolutely. Okay, I, I feel like I know your answers to this question, but let's just make it yes or no. Um, cause want to get to Jim's question, but he said with Sam's stat line, do we need to make a change at no, QB? No, no. I think Sam makes plays and we keep him, but would not be surprised if there is a change at QB. Nope. No, no, nope. no you change. don't, you, you don't change anything when you're undefeated. No, <laughs> no. Okay. If Peter, it ain't broke, don't fix it. Peter here saying, do we know the, bu- the buffs bull possibilities? Well, Ooh. today really helped. Sure did. <laughs> um, because the Pac-12 is bleeding out um, bowl opportunities every week. But, yeah. you know, at this point, I guess the worst record uh, the Buffs can have is 4-1, and one, isn't it? Yes. Because mm, four they're 4-0. Four four and and oh, right. oh, yeah. If they lose, don't go Even Pac-12 tile 4-2. Yep. Even then. At 4-2... and two, um, they're going to be in position to get one of the... How many bowls are left? So what Five. happened was, yep, yeah. it, it went down to four earlier this week with the cancellation, but then they signed a new deal for a new bowl for this year where they get to play an SEC team, which will be a lot of fun, in my opinion. Uh, so now... <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Toughen up. This is a such a buff fan reaction. My goodness. Oh, SEC? Jesus. SEC? Get me out of here. We can't handle the SEC. Come on. I would just rather play, like, the Mountain West. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know oh what you're talking goodness. about. Buffs fans were calling uh, for Alabama well, in 2016. I mean, <laughs> several of several <laughs> of them. <laughs> oh. No, that was actually Buffs yeah, fans actually. were Buffs calling actually. for Alabama in 2016. <laughs> several, actually. Um, no, I, I mean, what what SEC team are we talking about here? I mean, probably whoever's fourth or fifth. I mean, it's not going to be Bama. Yeah, well, but also that. fourth or fifth. So you've got Bama, Florida, A and M. I mean, okay. None Georgia, of those. Georgia right. doesn't um, scare me. Georgia doesn't. <laughs> Guys, you got to toughen up. Come on here. This is this Who is what I talk about when I like, I don't mean to attack Buffs fans because they're the reason I have my job. But this is the <laughs> kind of stuff where it's like, okay, we've gotten over some of these humps, and like you don't have to bring up the 0 11 in bowl games, and then you say something. It's like knock on wood. You got to. Okay, now we're to this point where they've done all this. 
they can go beat these SEC teams. The SEC is not good. Henry, like, have you met sports fans in general? I don't. This is not a. Th- because you got to meet Bron- Montana football fans. Is all <laughs> I'm saying. Broncos fans, everything. Well, yeah, Montana football. Montana are. doesn't have to play anyone ever. <laughs> okay, well, they, my okay, first they, college game was taking down Carson Wentz and NDSU in the first loss that he had ever had. Okay. And everybody was hyped before another team that never has to play yeah. anyone. I, I think the problem with the <laughs> SEC is you've got it's very top heavy. Would I I'd be fine if we played Vanderbilt. Yeah, I could do go. that. <laughs> but uh, I like think Mississippi for, State yeah, for Buff fans I think I, no, not Mississippi State cuz well, Mike Leach has our well number. Mike yeah. Anyways, the point is I don't care who we play. That's because, the point. Uh, well, no, 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 no. That's easy. No, we don't. Just we have listen. Seth here asking, what bowl does Montana go to? Montana doesn't go to bowls because they have real football there. <laughs> and and what happens is there's uh, playoffs to decide a champion. You, you, get, you get all of the best teams, the 24 best teams, and say, you know what? We Let's, should have a playoff. Yeah. And, no, and you no get to host the yeah. games. You get to have home okay, playoff okay. games. Next question. Uh, you guys wouldn't Anyways, believe it. I just want to say, I don't care who we play. I'm just happy that we're going to a bowl. I would just prefer to not play Georgia. Okay. Come on. Um, so, Peter, <laughs> you have you seen the size of those guys? <laughs> have you seen Jarek Broussard? I Give have. him the opportunity. Foot, I, yeah, Jarek Broussard has 300 yards. He's also <laughs> five foot eight. Yeah. I don't want him running into a Georgia front four. Yeah, I'm marking this down. Doubting Jarek Broussard. I'm not doubting Jarek yes, Broussard. Yes, you just did. I'm just putting did. confidence in an SEC My defense. My goodness, Henry. Okay, Peter. SEC defense. Have you seen him? Come on. <laughs> These phrases, these there something it's in not his even col- true. There was something in his cold brew tonight. <laughs> Literally. Three shots it. of es- espresso. <laughs> okay. Espresso. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I was just waiting. Oh. Okay, Allie, please talk. I'm trying. I Thank like you. Fire I appreciate it. You're literally the one. Okay. I want Bama. All right. Peter here is asking. I saw someone on Twitter say our DB coach tells the DBs not to turn around on throws. What are your thoughts on that? So you gotta stop this. The, that that story is about Demetrius Martin. He was the he was actually Arizona's uh, yes. D that's where this came defensive from. Defensive and so it's a thing among Arizona Twitter people where it's like, oh, he needs a teacher to turn around. He doesn't do that. And I'm not sure there's anything actually to them not turning around. Um, but it is a thing that you'd like to see. Okay. Again, it's like the drops thing though. This is all over college football. Like this is just yes. what happens with Thank college you. defensive backs is that that is a very difficult thing to do. And, uh, yeah, you, I would love to see them do it more. Makai Blackman would have had a pick, um, if, if he had, um, and, uh, he should have had two picks tonight. Okay. Yeah. So next question is at this point, what number, what number is Katie in this receiver's core? We did this on uh the dnvr buffs podcast earlier in the week we had him at three he's or two still at three do mind dimitri stanley did we put anybody else in no, front of him he, no you're did, right he was at two. levante might have been from no I think he it was, was it was levante too yeah, was I, I would agree with that i think it's dimitri levante and then kd um and then after that brendan rice i assume is who you had yeah, after him I and then i mean uh, the the one catch that I remember from him, I guess there was the screen early on where he didn't have a chance. Well, actually, he did have a chance. It just didn't look like he had a chance. The refs just blew the play dead too soon because his knee didn't touch the ground and he was running. Um, but then there was also like that nice out route. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, nobody put up big numbers receivers-wise. But what I will say is that if he just would have caught that one ball deep yep. downfield where he did everything right, except for maybe he should have run just a little bit more. Like, like, but he still was able to get it in his hands. He just needs to hold on to that. And if he does hold on to that, then all of a sudden he is number two, number one, might pass Demetri Stanley because he didn't do anything. I don't know. It's tough. 
He's very talented. I still don't think this offense is doing the best job of getting him the ball in the right situations. I don't know how much money it would take to run, have KD Nixon run a drag route, but I'm getting ready to pay it because that's yeah. that's. I'm not saying need. one. I'm saying on every play <laughs> yeah. for the entire game. <laughs> just, just like some of them right up the line of scrimmage, some of them at a bit of an angle. You know, just have that little bit of variation. Little over route once in a while. Basically, yeah, exactly. Like all of his routes, if you just had like this. 20 degrees of separation of what he does, you'd be just fine. Yeah. I mean, th this team has the weapons, definitely. I just would like to see them get a little bit more creative um, in, the, in the play calling for them. But with that being said, I think, you know, they used Arias today a little bit differently on, I, I don't know what route it was. It was kind of like a fade streak. It was on a third and short, um, and he was lined up on the outside. It wasn't a ball that was just a, a streak or a post, you know, deep down yeah. the field. So they're getting a little bit more creative in that way. But I think Levante Chenault, the reason why I'm so high on him is because he's making the most of those opportunities. Today's fumble, absolutely unexcusable, but he's still being able to, you know, get and make his impact or uh, impact on the game. He had a drop today too, I think. Did he? Worth noting. Those were the only two drops though, right? Arias? Uh, no, Chenault. Levante. Levante, he did, he did yep. have a drop, man. Yeah. So, I mean, and a fumble. There's room Maybe for anybody to uh, take this over at this point. <laughs> uh, from Matt, can you discuss how Mark Perry is struggling at safety and how he seemed to thrive at star? Yeah, I mean, struggle at safety. There, there was the one play that kind of got behind him. Um, he got called for the pass interference as well. KJ Trujillo would have gotten called for that pass interference of Mark Perry hadn't done anything. And to be honest, that was a fluky play. That's, that's definitely a play that happens when you aren't looking at where the ball is. Again, tough thing for college defensive backs to do. Um, but it was so weird because the quarterback got hit and it was just this moon ball that dropped down. I'm not worried about Mark Perry because at the same time, safety's job in the name, be the be the safe option. And uh, they're not safe option. The, the guy who makes the plays if nobody else does. And he did that on at least one running play that I can think of. It was like right up the middle toward the end. He needs to get better. He's a sophomore. Um, I'm not worried. I will say sometimes a player has to switch positions, not because it's the best position for them, but <laughs> because they're the best option at that position okay. for the team. And you know, like if you think of this from like a Madden perspective, just because this is the easiest way for me to put it, you have an opportunity. So a player might be like an 85 at nickel, but there are 78 at safety. And you also have a 78 at nickel that you can put in there. But if you put them at nickel, you only have a 64 mm -hmm. at safety. So you got, you have to try and mix to get the best, you know, overall group there. And I think that might be at play here for Mark Perry. They think he's the best option there, even though that might be not, not be the best option for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's behind him on the depth chart? Isn't it KJ Trujillo? Um, KJ Trujillo was who stepped in today. I mean, Isaiah Lewis is the first backup to right. everybody. Who else? Uh, Nigel Bethel isn't listed there anymore, I don't think. Yeah. There's got to be one more safety they, listed. Darian. Oh, right. oh, yeah, well, but yeah. he's the other starter. So yeah. I think the thing, exactly, yeah. you know, what's the alternative to? And, and I'm obviously going to be missing some plays, but right now talking about him, I don't think I can remember a time where Mark Perry cost the team a touchdown or made a, a super significant pay, play multiple times. Obviously, the defensive pass interference today um, that was called on, like, the two-yard line, you know, that's not good. You don't want that from, from your guy, but KJ Trujillo would have been called for that as well. So Didn't they stop them there, too? Yeah, they did. did. Yeah. Did they? They did. That was yeah. the interception, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. So 
good play in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it worked There's out the in the spin. end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mark Perry needs to get better. It'd be nice if everybody got better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> any more questions, Alex? Um, Francis here is saying, Ali needs a mute button like around the horn. I actually do have a mute button, but I, I just they don't know when they're no. muted. Um, we'll just keep talking. Yeah. So it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I'll just work talk louder well. so it picks up on Henry's microphone. <laughs> no, that'd be a fun. Well, game I would to just play. mute all of you. Um, oh, that would be good content. Okay. <laughs> this. Okay, I will. You'd have to leave our own comments in the chat. Your question. Okay, he really wants this. An- this answer question. This question answer. What do you think about Zachariah Harris's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey? Haven't had it. Oh, that's disappointing. Send it on over. <laughs> There's the answer. I'm not a whiskey person. My my old man is a big bourbon guy. Mm. Um, so you can add him to that mailing list as well. He'll give you his <laughs> thoughts on it. But I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not the. I mean, I, I'll drink it if I cut it with Dr Pepper. But so we have like oh. a bar over here in the DNVR studio, and uh, there were one, two, three. There were five bottles of whiskey. Now there's just one. Um, so and, and let that be known that that's been like almost a year now, months, months. It has been like six to eight months. It's been yeah. like eight um, months. and there's been a lot of wins from several Colorado teams. <laughs> that and is not time. all Ryan that is drinking. True. But, yeah, I mean, but like we, we also have lost have a bunch of tequila. Guy got into it at one point. We've also lost a bunch of tequila, and that that's been. From <laughs> that's us. Awesome. Um, I didn't read your question because I didn't want them to get off topic. So that is why I'm waiting until the very end. <laughs> so let's um, have a. Full-scale conversation about basketball now. Oh. Ooh, full-scale? Yeah. Wow. I'm excited. Wait, this is a good question, and then something else regarding this as well. Oh, so Did then tonight a bad question. lock uh, Carl Durrell for Pac-12 Coach of the Year, National Coach of the Year? I think it probably – I think this was probably the lock for Pac-12 Coach of the Year. I, th- I think that whatever happens from here on out, he's probably got it. In terms of National Coach of the Year – That'll help with recruiting too. I, th- I think you – also, not going to win national coach. No, of won't be national. No. It's going to that coastal Carolina coach. Oh, well, I think he's up there. I yeah. think Indiana, Indiana's coach is up there. Um, Luke Fickle at Cincinnati also up there. Yeah, I'll, there's I'll, a lot of candidates. There's a lot of candidates. more games, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how much that winds up factoring into all the awards. Because because I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't quite as big. We'll we'll see how things go. But I think that if he wins a Pac-12 title, he's certainly in the discussion. Should say, already has a Pac-12 coach of the year, 2005. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Never once has he not taken a team to a bowl. Yeah. Seems like somebody should have given him another job, huh? <laughs> someone did. Someone did. <laughs> Eventually, someone did. Uh, do we have more questions, Allie? We do, but I'm, I'm, this was asked a long time ago. You guys talk a lot, so I'm trying to find it. So much shade. That, it yeah, makes me feel bad. <laughs> someone said, is Ryan going to talk about the whiskey? It actually was really good. Oh, no. Really? Someone asked, uh, how many buff shirts does Ryan have? Mm. Fantastic question. <laughs> Behind the scenes story. Um, I had a girlfriend who like really liked wearing my buff shirts. Mm. And she walked away with probably like... <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say this is not me. No, I was wondering if this was gonna be a cute thing or not. No, No, I have all of my very own. It was an ex. Not cute at all. And when we broke up, she ended up with like fifteen of my buff shirts. Did you get them back? No. I think you can like. I think technically, like small claims court will handle that sort (laughs) of thing. I'm not interested. Not not after a couple months. 
I know from experience as well. Yeah, in that arena, the statute of limitations after, is uh, right after out. after a little bit. Uh, your jerseys become her jerseys, yeah, no so, matter where the relationship. Anyway, is someday at. I may learn about women as well. <laughs> My Joel Klatt jersey, R.I.P. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, there there were some. Okay, back to the question: so, How well, many shirts saying, do you have now? Taking those away now, I probably only have thirty. Wow. I would say that's true. About 30. That's a lot of shirts. We also like... I don't even think I own 30 shirts. I think I have probably around 15 to 20. I have more ho- more, more crew necks. Yeah, Allie mm-hmm. is absolutely destroying the Buffs crew neck game. See, like, we just go necks and try and find like these vintage cool shirts as much as we possibly can. The thing is like it's a, there's, it's a non-starter for me. Like if I see a cool buff shirt it's like i can't not buy it also for ryan the weirder and yeah, uglier the buff shirt There's i like nothing that ugly one. about this no you have one that has like demon eyes on the ralphie and it's creepy okay. as hell um <laughs> the weirder they are that's what ryan wants anyways um the question that i was looking for is how will the shortened season impact landman and brichard for national awards we'll see i i, I think in terms of winning the butt kiss uh, winning was it's not Walter Payton. What's the running back award? Uh, oh God! Wow, you put me on the spot like it's, that. It's time to learn it, though. Yeah, it's um, definitely time to learn it. The Heisman is really the one that we should be talking about for Jared Broussard. Probably. But um, my thought is actually winning the awards. It's going to be tough. Um, yeah. and I don't think you're going to do that in terms of getting onto the All American team. I, I think Nate Landman probably does get first team All American. Um, wow. Yeah, Dope I, I think he does. Doak Walker. Yep. Um, I, I, Jarek Broussard. I don't, I, I think he does wind up on one of the all American teams, but I don't think it's first team, second team, just because they're, they're players. There's a ton of amazing players in college <laughs> yeah. football. I actually don't think Nate will get first team all really? American. I, I just, don't either. Huh? I don't believe in them giving respect to Colorado until I see it. I, uh, I think for Colorado players, I think the focus needs to be on conference awards because I think, when you uh, when you're judging people on the same amount of games and in, in that same spectrum is when you're actually gonna be able to get them the the respect they deserve. So Jarek Nate Lamon being you know first team all conference, I think that's absolutely reasonable and should be an expectation at this point. Mm-hmm. But as far as the national perspective goes, this is where that shortened season really hurts, and just the total end of season stats are just not gonna be there. I'm just uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out because like I said before, I'm not sure. I, I put together my All-American ballot stuff, and I didn't. Uh, I included a lot of players who played shortened seasons, and I'm not sure if that's being part of the norm or not. I think in terms of the big awards, it, it you're not going to have much of a chance. But I think getting one of the three linebacker spots, I think that you can do that. Well, Rick George has a lot of uh, contacts around Very college true. football, so maybe he can kiss some butt to help <laughs> Nate get the butt kiss. Okay. Um, well, speaking of thank that you, Allie. terrible thank you, Allie. pun, we actually have someone asking about a nickname. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Chef Noyardi. Saying, uh, can we confirm Coach's nickname as Hot Carl? Hot Carl. Do either of you understand that reference? Hot Carl. I don't. <laughs> I don't either. That's, uh, oh, I, I thought you didn't get it either. Oh, no, I get I thought it. we were lost. Oh, you Who's did? Hot Carl? Hot no, Carl is a rapper. You're really? the youngins. Um, That's Carl. why you don't get it. Yeah, you guys are youngins. You're like a year older than me. So, yeah, Hot Carl. Two years older, actually. Okay, like, depending on really what it? time wow. of year it is. I know. You're basically dating me. 
Oh, Sometimes it feels no. like that. You're basically that dating me, Ryan. How crazy is that? That is, there's nothing like that. Uh, <laughs> I, it kind of is, though. There's She's no- only two years older than me. Yeah, Henry, but l- maturity <laughs> levels? Come on now. Well, I mean, does that really. Uh, you just got a bed really frame for the first time, <laughs> and you literally just got a Swiffer. Oh, the other day, and I had to remind you to get in some bed sheets and towels Damn, and all that. You walked yourself stuff. into this, one. and I did get new sheets. And guess what? They People were expensive. Ask like an adult would use. What you're eating for What's dinner? Count? Because you eat lunch. I went with the, the biggest. Is thread count big is better, right? Yes. Yeah. Is it? It was the biggest that. option. I'm using the same comforter comforter I had on my like small twin in my first college dorm. Anyway, weighted blanket. Uh, what was the expensive? Question hot Carl. Oh, okay. Hot Carl. So. NBA Live 2003. I was Check alive. out the soundtrack. Hot Carl dropped an absolute heater on that. It's called Blau. Blau? How do you spell Blau? B L O W. B L A O. B L. You're kidding. B L. What a terrible way to. S- I mean, nobody's gonna guess that. Like, if, if somebody's, I guess nobody Googled <laughs> anything back then either, did they? It didn't yeah. matter if you could hear the song and be like Blau. Type that in somewhere. Yeah. Check it out. Huh. Hot Carl. And be alive, 2003. Um, Joe oh. here saying, incredible to watch baby Hank grow up before our eyes. It's true. It's true. You're yeah. really growing up. It's the beer. Someone else said, you I having this argument with me exactly proves the maturity level. Oh, well, difference. I don't think it does. Oh, <laughs> cross hands. Yeah, I don't think it does. Anyways, um, <laughs> Brent here saying, uh, Derek is featured in Bleacher Report's winners and losers from week 14 of college football. Number 13 of 14. Safe to say he was on the winner's list? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he's 13. I mean, how many other, how many other backs ran for 300 yards? Did that Jarrett week? Patterson put up another eight no, touchdown game? Play. Buffalo was driving to their game in Ohio, That's which right. is like so Mac that they were driving to the game. Uh, <laughs> drive everywhere in Ohio. Yeah, and uh, they, were told, they were on the highway, and they just got a call that was like, turn around and go home. So that's that's a uh, life in college football 2020. Two and a half hours in. Yep. That means five hours on a bus for not playing a game with football players. Yep. Whew. Uh, Peter here saying, I remember every episode Hank would tell us his dinner was 7-Eleven pizza and Red Bull. You want to <laughs> no free advertising, but this is a 7-Eleven branded uh, cold no brew advertising. with three shots of espresso. Oh, okay. Then I'll say it was horrible. It's espresso. <laughs> what did I say? express i would never i promise you not once in my life have i said that word that you just said but I i'm not going to say it well that just makes you wrong espresso is like when you wrong, get it super fast. you're just okay with that it's just what i said oh. ali is often just okay with being wrong <laughs> hey <laughs> <laughs> all right we have here's ryan your ability to talk about music has been revoked after saying anything remotely positive bruh. about that song <laughs> oh, you hit him with a bruh come on <laughs> Blau absolutely slaps, and I will not hear any cases to the contrary. I will listen as somebody who's impartial and tell you guys who wins. I got it. There's a line there. He's like, I'm Michael Bibby with a little dash of Steve Nash. Are we allowed to rap on the show? If you wanted to. We are now. Wow. Henry, you do realize that this is technically your show. I know. I get to do whatever I want. This is a rap show starting next week. (laughs) (laughs) No speaking. Allie, I need you to get some beats together. Producer, Turn, that's your job. Uh, this is a, a segment for the tailgate, clearly. It's like, blow. Please stop. Do we have to whisper rap? Will, new will. rule. New rule. If we're, if we're rapping, we aren't muted. whisper rapping. Muted. 
Have you ever rapped, but not like <laughs> this? That, oh, you, you actually muted him? Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I wish we need to. I wish I there was a way to see it. I know. Now he's unmuted. Questions? That is it. Oh, I actually. was going to say, Allie, you got us off track that time. So. Allie, come on. You have well, some yeah, questions. Well, yeah, because we're at the very end and people are just asking. End is subjective. The buffs are 4 0. Ryan can do whatever he wants. Just, actually, n- just throw a question mark on it. Let's debate. I, th- I think yes. Question you can. Mark. I'm taking this to heart all week. I'm going to change my answer just to make sure we have somebody on the other side. No, he cannot. <laughs> ben. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Ryan unhinged. <laughs> I can do whatever I want oh until God, the Buffs Peter. lose. <laughs> Peter said live Flabongo if we go 4-0. We if don't someone have sa- a Flabongo. We are, are, are Flabongos. In so Arizona. we uncovered. I did. On, I, w- I went on free ball on this week. We uncovered uh-huh. that in just like three or four years, we've already gone through more flabong- flabongos <laughs> than the buffs have gone through Ralphies. We're already on flabongo six. <laughs> wow. Is I it- really like that. That's how you do it, though. Flabongo six. Does it have like its own name from before? Right. Yeah. You've got. Like- I like the before names with the Ralphies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Is it the Flabongo in Arizona with Murray, or is it here? Did he leave it there for is, Ziskin? There is no Flabongo right now. We're, yeah. bet, so we're currently, there's Flabongos in training. <laughs> All right. They're okay. being groomed. Joe here is asking, will you give Buffs TD shots at the DMVR bar similar to the Avs goal shots? Obviously. Well, the I bar think, is closed. Well, I mean, just he's talking about. In the future? In the future. In happier times? Yes. Um, Can't get much happier than four and zero. Yeah, but like the bar could be packed with four and zero. Imagine we would not if we were just downstairs doing no, flabongos. What's right supposed now? to be happening right now is that we're supposed to be packed and singing the song that I still need to learn. But yeah, I think that <laughs> so so Dre's in this weird fantasy football league where it's point per rushing attempt, mm-hmm. shot per rushing attempt. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Nice. <laughs> no, we, but we will do. Well, we will do TD shots for sure. I think the way we do for Broncos game is first TD shot and then if they win the game because we we really got in trouble when the Avs scored the seven goal goals Oof. and we ran out of shot glasses <laughs> and also had served seven shots to multiple people. So I think the way the Broncos goes is first touchdown and then if they win the game, then there's two we'll do some- do some similar stuff for buffs basketball too when that gets back yeah. hopefully maybe around tournament time Ooh, we'll talk it over because okay. i think we can do better than two shots we have more <laughs> more questions what kind of rotation at running back next year with the depth and with all these guys returning i mean odds are you're going to see a transfer and i think that's where you start because right now there are probably four guys who think that they deserve starting jobs and i honestly can't say that any of them are wrong you have alex fontenot who people forget Second leading returning rusher in the Pac-12 this year. He was supposed to like he he was on the preseason All Pac-12 list. Um, so you have him coming back. You think he would be the perfect pairing for Jarek Broussard? They're both such great zone runners. Like that's what this team does. Um, from there, obviously, Ashad. You'd want an expanded role for him. There's an odd man out, and we don't have to decide. Jokes? You got a joke for me, Ryan? No, I'm just reading. I'm reading the lyrics to "Wow" <laughs> by Hot Carl. <laughs> There's uh. a line that says, "I'm a white Ben Wallace without a yoga bod." <laughs> a white Ben Wallace without a yoga. Huh? That's heat. <laughs> that, that I mean, that's those are bars. I'm gonna be on Rap Genius tonight trying to figure that out. Okay, Matt's asking word on Purcell's injury. We need him back. Ooh. Oh. 
I don't think we have too much of an update. Oh, uh, it must be college sports. Oh, it must be. <laughs> um, so I, I would expect that he'll be back soon. Just be, I mean, this is only based on the tone of the words that have been said, not about the words themselves. I mean, I think what we know is that we knew it would be like multiple weeks and that he's, you know, working his way back and that kind of stuff. But I, I think that there's a chance he's back next week. Any word on Lloyd Murray Jr.'s injury? Not that I know of. There's Not no words on any injuries, if we're being completely honest. <laughs> it's true. Unless they're season-ending. Then they sometimes tell us. Okay. Buffs are 4-0 with my wow. number of Sean Salam jersey. That is that is definitely big today. Yeah, don't so. mess around with that. I've been wearing the same socks every game. Really? You wash them in between? Intentionally? That's, that's, leave it, I'm leaving that up to your imagination. <laughs> oh my I'm glad you did that. I needed something to think about tonight. <laughs> oh what else I say I needed to think about tonight? Uh, Blau by Hot Carlin. <laughs> no, it was not that. It's how I keep getting zapped by everything. Oh, Henry literally, <laughs> literally <laughs> uncanny. Henry has been getting shocked at an alarming rate. Oh, because, well, what happens, this is, it happens like, like three times, four times every Saturday because don't need to get into all the details, but I had to plug my laptop into the TV. But when I touch my laptop, it zaps me. And it hurts and it's loud. <laughs> and every time, I guess there's no, th this isn't going to make I for good so content. Sorry. But what happens is I like reach out, for everyone listening touch, to and it's like, right now. I jump. <laughs> and I look at everybody in the room and I look at Ryan. And it's like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? And then Allie, did you hear that? And it's every time it's like, yeah. But it happens at home too. It's not just when I touch my computer, I can't go anywhere without getting zapped when i touch it's crazy stuff. henry like is like a ball of static electricity <laughs> he's like a dog who thinks he hears a knock at the door every time he's shocked it's like he really does a, yeah. freeze. car ride yeah no, <laughs> outside I jump and i yeah. freeze it's what happens so if anybody has any tips to not get electric shocks whenever i touch anything please please <laughs> maybe like please. rubber socks Rubber socks. Rubber Can we beat rubber socks? We're playing the nickname game again. <laughs> Can we beat rubber socks? Rubber socks chism. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bones was no. Bones rock. I see, and now here I am. Like I'm trying to work my way up to bones, and then this gets thrown at me. Nobody who ever gets called rubber rubber socks chism. Guess what? Said a word wrong. Let's go off on that again. Robert socks. <laughs> yeah, Robert socks. Uh -huh. Yeah, you don't go from rubber socks chism ever to bones chism. <laughs> And so that's what you guys just did to me. <laughs> Franzo says, uh, we're going to need Hank shock updates regularly. Yeah. <laughs> you should tweet. You should start a thread. <laughs> just got shocked. And then just do it over and over and over. Dude, how many times did I do it today? And every time I did the exact same thing, I was like, well, that was a weird reaction. You don't need to stare down everybody in the room every time you get. Okay. Any more questions, Allie? Uh <laughs> My Lloyd crossover's dope. Leave your ankles at home. So okay. follow the... Hey. Oh, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> hey. I said that wrong. Nope. Muted. <laughs> Muted. Okay. We have uh, Buffs here saying... Buffs writers saying Lloyd said he's hopeful to be back for a bowl game. Um, nice. Peter's asking, do we know why Keith Miller did not travel? Um, no. I, I mean, if I had to guess, I would say it's just because there are so many receivers. I mean... Uh, they do three per position i think at all the receiver spots except for one they include him and he's number four or no maybe that's montana lamoni's craig one of them but do, do you carry 10 receivers typically i'm not sure um it would surprise me a little yeah i have a take on this it's a uh, <laughs> early thoughts on utah Give him quick. He's going to do, Henry's going to be a doing a podcast the entire week of Every this. day. So quick thoughts. 
quick thoughts. Um, to be honest, we haven't seen a whole lot of them because they did have the COVID issues. What we do know is that they had to replace a quarterback. They had to replace their running back. They had to replace nine players, nine starters on defense. And so far, the results haven't been good. Um, I, I don't think that Utah is one of the stronger teams in the conference, although they are up 22 to 10 right now on Oregon State. Like, uh, and that's an Oregon State team with now backup quarterback. True. So true. That is a very important note yeah. that you made, and I don't think they have Jamar Jefferson today. No, no, they don't. No, so don't read anything into this one win that Utah will have. Jake Bentley, the guy they brought in from South Carolina, who's been playing quarterback, the transfer. More like uh, Jake Honda. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that, that sums I like it up. That, sure. <laughs> that, that actually does solve how I was going to explain <laughs> who he is. Hopefully, I wasn't muted and everyone else got to hear <laughs> no, that. No, you weren't muted. <laughs> Good. Um. Okay. Uh, hashtag DNVR shocks. <laughs> and then don't give worry. me my own beat. Give me the DNVR shocks beat. Oh my goodness. Um, and of course, gotta make fun of me as well. So it's not, Can- it's not candid yams. <laughs> candid yams. Candid yams. That's so good. Not even like canned yams. Nope. Candid. candid yams. Which means that they're like posing for an Instagram picture. Yeah, it's I literally every Instagram model's dream to have candid yams. Please. Wow. Even that, we got a great joke out of it. What else do we yeah, have, Yeah, that's all that happened on the beginning of TDSP last week. The Denver Sports Podcast is they just made fun of me. Then they made fun of me again on this on this latest episode. So. Wow. One thing that I would say Candid is it's official. Yams. I'm top five. You're not starting when Fudge. I crash. Fudge. You almost made me curse. Fudge. Yeah. Nice catch. You <laughs> really I muted you. Fudge. And you solved it. <laughs> you're muted. It's you're official. Muted. I'm top five. You're not starting. When I crash boards, I throw bows like Kenyon Martin. Oh, I love Kenyon Martin. <laughs> bar. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I don't know. I think Pierre Selly may uh, it's just Selly on here. He's on YouTube. That's what that is. But yeah. Selly, yes, he Selly. wants to make fun of all of us. All right. I think that's it. Have guys. we hit two hours yet? Uh, one fifty-five. Oh, oh, five <laughs> more minutes, <laughs> guys. I don't know if I have five more this minutes worth of thoughts. This is officially the longest okay, actually, TMBR though. Buffs post yeah. game show. Buffs versus Volunteers. Wednesday, oh, Tad let's Boyle, talk basketball. absolutely. We're not going to talk too long about this, but Tad Boyle did it again. Like he he called up Mines, was like, "Sorry, we're busy." Then called up <laughs> uh, Tennessee and was like, "Hey, let's play." Kim English, former Colorado mm-hmm. assistant, is at Tennessee. I actually assume it probably went the other way around. He called Tad and was like, "Yo, you guys want an RPI boost? Uh, we'll play you. We're ranked number twelve in the country. Come on down." What is incredible about this, though, and this is really my main takeaway is Tad got a home and home out of it. Yep. And that is some wheeling and dealing. Now think about this. Tad gets a home and home out of Tennessee. He also was able to move the Kansas game yep. to next year, hopefully when there's fans. Mm-hmm. So Tad Boyle is having himself a year, not only on the recruiting trail, not only uh, with a 2-0 start, but he's able to pull this Tennessee game. He's able to move the Kansas game. I mean, he is uh, t- that Tad Boyle is so hot right now. Tad Boyle is hot right now. The, so is Tennessee. Yeah. I'll say that. And, okay. and, have they played? No, they have they had haven't. five straight games canceled. Wow. And that's, what's so fascinating about this game is you don't really know what to expect out of Tennessee. Obviously, you know what players are going to have that are returning mm-hmm. and what new guys they bring, but 
you haven't had a chance to see them in the national spotlight. And that's big because Virginia, they dropped an easy game early. They were they lost to San Francisco. I think they were the ones who lost mm-hmm. to San Francisco. And so teams that are ranked high drop a lot of early games because they haven't figured themselves out yet. And so if Tennessee drops this game, hypothetically, Colorado picks up a win against Tennessee on the road, and the Volunteers go on to still win 22 games, mm-hmm. That's going to look incredible because that's going to be a quadrant one win in the net rankings. And, you know, I always like to break it down on Selection Sunday. They have two things. What are your good wins? What are your bad losses? This is a slam dunk because if you beat Tennessee, that's a good win. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to be a bad loss. It's a good loss. Yeah, so it's it's, it's perfect. I I keep forgetting that there's no RPI anymore. It's just net. Yeah. It's all the same. It's net. It's so much. Clever. Yeah, glad, but, we, glad we fiddle basketball pun into the name of a stat. That's important. That is but, actually yeah. important. Pun, have you learned nothing today? Puns are everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's going to be a great game. Um, we're going to break it down this week too. Um, I'm going to start working on a, a full Tennessee breakdown as of tomorrow morning as well, so we can get that out there. Um, and be also, good. shameless plug since we're just pushing for two hours now, even though Allie's ready to go home. Um, lots I'm of cool. I'm just ready to eat. I'm really <laughs> hungry. Lots hungry of good too. college basketball content on the horizon so really keep your eyes peeled for that i'm going to be working with justin michael over Mm -hmm. at the rams um and it's not going to have anything really to do with rams or buffs it's going to be all on a national perspective to get you ready uh for conference play for the tournament we're going to give you everything you need to uh to win your brackets and all that all that fun stuff and also plugging away and also we will be doing post-game shows for Buffs basketball. It might not be after every single game, um, but at least one once a week so that you guys get that same content that you're getting for football. Um, yeah, I might not be producing every single one of those. Yes, you will be. You guys might drive me crazy. <laughs> no, but that's part of it. We need. If this isn't a three-person show, that's, that's part of the dynamic. It's the dynamic. Yeah. Honestly, just uh, shout out to everyone who hung out with us for two yeah. Hours. Yeah. Oh we still got yeah. around a hundred people hanging out that's with us. So that's that's, that's crazy. So, we are building this Buffs community, not just with football, but with basketball too. This this community is big. You know, the Broncos, the Nuggets guys, they've gotten their chance. So now now it's our turn. Al, you're a pivotal part of that role. Yeah. Well, because we'd be pushing three bills right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's true. Just true. like Jarek Broussard. We'd uh, still be talking <laughs> biggest See, and it all ties together. Yeah, you guys really would still be. Uh, no, you were doing a good job. You transitioned to helmet stickers very well. Thank so you. you'd still be at helmet stickers, though. <laughs> yeah. I feel we like that's just always been my, my role on the DNVR Buffs podcast in some sense. Is when You're braining us in. Yeah, when the po- and the puns used to be so bad. It would be like 10 minutes, and I would be like in the background saying, like, someone save me. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was doing that. No, we don't need to go down. No right, time yeah. for stories. No so time for stories. We officially hit two hours. Let's go. Okay, two hours. That's pretty good. One more hour to match Jerry <laughs> <Bizarre. laughs> One yeah. more hour. We're going for three hours and one Please. minute in solidarity <laughs> yeah. with the leading Heisman candidate right now. What's crazy is that we could do that so easily. <laughs> yeah, we seriously could. We could. Uh, but we won't because Henry has to create content for the entire rest of the week. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? We will be... Uh, back here at the bar for the tailgate tomorrow nor- morning at 9 30 and i have things to write and uh there's gonna be a lot of fun stuff going on and uh the buffs are great they're four and oh it's gonna be a fun close to the season no they're five and oh, four and oh four and oh one game got canceled <laughs> oh two hours but again appreciate everybody for listening appreciate ryan and ben and Allie for coming on and uh we'll be here again next week until then you can catch the dmvr buffs podcast I think they like
Yeah. Guys, gotta wait. Competition, 180. Speed and pad competition. See you later, baby.